Honey Star podcast. Dun 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 dun. Boom 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 boom. Football. Football. That's how you start a podcast. With music. We've talked about having music before. Yeah, but Do you think the NFL will sue us for using it? I think so because you're not really supposed to use any of their stuff without the written consent of the NFL. Oh my gosh. So I feel like we're screwed. Is that the NFL? I don't have enough money to pay the NFL for that. I mean, like they're the fines that they give out are. Do you think like, they'll come after us? No, 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 I don't think so either. Fair use. Like, <laughs> I think it falls under fair use. <laughs> we could just you made that enough your yeah. own that I feel like I botched it enough where people the, where the NFL would be like, eh, whatever. This guy sucks at anyway. Probably. Probably. This guy stinks. Yeah. Hey, so, hey, how you doing? How you doing, John? I'm good. Football's back. It's fall. It feels like fall outside. When it hits it, September and it's like, hello, fall. When does it become fall for you? I, when does it become yeah. fall? Like, yeah. a, I don't know. Like, well, well like, um, when do you look around? When do you like yeah. look around? You take a deep breath. You're like, oh, it's fall. Um, oh, I don't know. I feel like it is right now. I feel like uh, because it's a little chillier. Like, like it's starting to get a little chillier. Like, like where I'm like, ooh. Sweatshirt, like the second it drops a little bit, and you can wear a crew yeah. neck sweater. You got a crew yeah. neck sweater on today. I do. Huh? I I usually wear it though because it's a little cooler in the basement sometimes. But, um, yeah. But now it's like I need it. Like now I need it outside. All oh, right. That's that's fall to me. Or it's, when they release a pumpkin spice latte, which is getting earlier and earlier every year. It was August. August. I know that August isn't fall though. August isn't fall. I th- Starbucks is just doing that because they know they can. Do you think it's a problem that we start celebrating holidays too early? Um, depends on the holiday and how early. Okay, I I don't think. I, w- yeah, I don't know. I, I am happy that I don't know. It has pushed Black Friday off of Thanksgiving. What does that mean? Because it used to be it, um, it's early and earlier. It's no longer on Thanksgiving because that used yeah. to be terrible. Like. A holiday of Thanksgiving, everyone come together and like pushing everyone to go out shopping like immediately instead of like spending that time as family. Sure. But yeah. now it's like so much earlier. It's like there's no real need to like book it out yeah. of Thanksgiving to like go shop. Though like Black Friday used to be a big deal. And now I feel like it's not anymore. No. Cool. Like now it's just like a Black Friday month. Online sales. And you're like, yeah, online. Yeah, I do all night for everything anyways. But like people used to punch each other for Tickle Me Elmo's back in the day. Do you remember that? Yeah. Tickle Me Elmo's. People, yeah, it was getting a huge trampled. Thing. Yeah. Getting into stores. Yeah. Like, tickle Me Elmo's? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember. I it was like the kid's was. toy of like the Christmas season. Yeah. I forget what year it was, but I remember seeing like videos of just these moms tackling each other to get the Tickle Me Elmo's. So to bring it back to the NFL, yes, we need to start Black Friday again so we can get some more NFL players. <laughs> do some do some recruiting at the Walmart. Yeah, some scouting at the Walmart for for football players. Yeah, why not? Why do the Packers need to do that? The pa- I'm not saying the Packers. Oh, okay. Walmart is everywhere in the country. That's true. Yeah, which team would have to recruit from Walmart to be that desperate? The Bears. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
I I just love Where are the Browns right now. I, I, the Browns <laughs> they trounced uh, the Bengals. They blanked them. Yeah, they did. They beat the Bengals. Twenty four to three or something. I feel like the Browns are like average now. Like they're okay. It's not as it's not they're not as much of a joke. But I feel like we've been hearing about the Browns and it just still hasn't taken the next step. It's like oh the Browns they added so and so. I'm like I don't I don't care until they like show me something in the playoffs. Don't care. They it's won. like the Bears. It's a, like the Bears. Playoff game. Browns yeah, won I know. a playoff game. A I know, games. but like, it, it, you got to assist. To make the to make the playoffs in the NFL isn't that hard. Well, not anymore because right. there's 14 teams that make it. Right. So it, to make the playoffs, like you got to sustain it. You got to to make me think like, okay, yeah, you've you've turned a corner in sure. your organization. Sure. You know, like the Bengals did that. The Bengals used to be a joke. Now, like, they're a playoff. I mean, they got their butts kicked by the Browns, but. They're likely going to be a playoff team. Like, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah. I would bet on it. I mean, I'm not actually going to bet on it, but I would if I was a betting person. So, anyway, to go back to my original question, <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got Brandon Senflabin with us today. Uh, Brandon's a very close friend of ours, so this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really, really excited for this one. Um, back to my original question: Do you think it's a bad thing that we celebrate holidays truly? Let me give you an example before okay. you jump in. Yeah. I need an example. I just said I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Okay. Is there an example coming? Because <laughs> I need There's one. an example coming. So, like Halloween, right? Yeah. Spoopy season. Spooky Scoopy. season. Spoopy, you know? Spoopy. Um, starts, as as you mentioned before, yeah. we're going too early with the pumpkin spice lattes already in August. Yeah. All right. I would like to interject. Go ahead. I like pumpkin spice lattes. I just wish they were year-round. Yeah, like that's I true. feel like I am being denied something that I want access to all year round. Would it lose tangent because we're going on tangent here? But would it lose how special it is? I think so. Uh, in in some respect, I think so. Yeah, but I don't care. Okay. I'd rather have ac- I'd rather have access to it year round. <laughs> I'm kind of with you. I'm like that way with the pumpkin spice cold brew. Like the cold brew one? Oh, oh that one's good. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't like this latte too much. I'm like, eh, it's it's fine. I'll have like one a season. Yeah. But that cold brew, though. In, oh, you were talking before it's about... Good. Yeah, it's good. About uh, fall. It's like I don't almost feel the desire to like have the pumpkin spice until I see like the leaves change and I feel like it's okay. fall. Okay. And I am disappointed because I feel like I've been manipulated into like craving <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes only when i register it's fall instead big, of like big pumpkin yeah it it's came like, out after. i really would have it more times during the year but i don't think about it until yeah. like i'm like oh it's fall oh pumpkin spice yeah i feel like i feel like it would lose like the whole reason we love christmas stuff is because you can't do christmas year round speak for yourself i'm just kidding <laughs> i like it would lose yeah, it would lose its luster you know, there, there's a house in my neighborhood that still has Christmas lights up. I very much have a Christmas tree. Up. I'm very concerned. Well, have we a, have a holiday tree up, but not a your no, Christmas like, tree still up, Brandon. I have a year-round Christmas tree. That's sounds like fine, but like the outside lights are it's still great. Up. It's great. Mood I wouldn't. Lighting. I wouldn't know because I've never been to your house. <laughs> That's fair. It's not yeah. a house. I'll, it's our apartment. We've been friends now for six years. Sure. I've I've been to your parking lot. I've been in your garage to jump your car. <laughs> Yes. And that garage is under your apartment. <laughs> and I've been <laughs> yes. in your parking lot to pick you up, but I've never been in your apartment in the six years we've been we've been friends. You have been to my house many a times. I also have a key. 
You also have a key to our house. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. Awesome. So you can watch the cat or do whatever, you know. Rupert. Uh, Shout out to Rupert. You were at our apartment a bunch too. So like, yeah. you know, and John and I have been friends for far less time. And I've been to his house and apartment multiple times. Yeah. And, Decent and amount. I, I was just over there helping to paint. You were. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. I've explained this before. So what what's in you, there? You what's guys, in there that you're hiding? You well, I mean, Beth has been to the my Christmas place. tree. Do you have the last ha- the last person who who was at my place quite a bit was Andrew the Lesser before Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller. Yeah. Sorry, uh, for those not in the know, <laughs> uh, Andrew Miller before he moved to uh, Milwaukee because we were trying to get through a show, uh, and yeah, pretty much all the way through. Um, but yeah, it's just a small. It's like. A one bedroom apartment, you know, it's like yeah. it's smaller, so it's like if we're getting together, why would we go there instead of an actual house that's got a lot more space? <laughs> and has also been like ha- has a female touch to like make it look. That's fair. <laughs> that's, fair yeah. that's, good point. that's really fair. But I don't have to do anything if <laughs> we're we're going to your your place. You don't have to do anything for me anyway. Yeah, for you maybe not, but for the other people that do come around. Like, Julia's allergic to cats, so like I have to make sure that I run the sweep around multiple times to go to the cat hair. The more people you're talking about getting together, the the less my apartment makes sense. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> sure, yeah, but if it's just John and I. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fine. Anyway. Nice. Uh, but to answer your question, is it problematic that we're celebrating too early? Yeah, I oh, think yeah. it is. What was your example? Well, my example, firstly, was was we celebrate Halloween too early. And I love Halloween. My wife does not like Halloween. Yeah. But I like the ambiance of Halloween. Or as the kids would say, I like the aesthetic. The aesthetic. You know? The vibe. Uh, also, Christmas. Like, we celebrate Christmas far too early. Like, Halloween's over and people are already playing Christmas music. Yeah. Here's the reason that I... Well, what do you think? Do you, Is that problematic? So, here's my thing. With Christmas, I think Thanksgiving is a good holiday. I don't mind it. But, like, what is it about Thanksgiving for decorations, music? Like, what's, like, the, ooh, I'm looking, f-, you know what the I'm saying? Like, there's not, together. like, a, yeah, like, yeah, you're hanging out with family there's no or pizzazz. friends. Yeah, there's no, like, Like, the Macy Day Parade tradition. might be the only yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't Turkey know. Trump. I tur- yeah, I yeah, guess like for myself, maybe the turkey trot. For myself, Thanksgiving was just always like, yeah, we're getting together, family, friends. It'll be fun, but like, there's it's not like the this food. like, yeah, there's not this. It's all about I'm decorating my house. It's all about and, getting a plate full of food, yeah. putting gravy over everything. Yeah, and like, I with like Halloween, there's that. It's like we're decorating our house. We're gonna get candy. We're gonna get costumes. You know, if you have kids, uh, you know, we're gonna go trick or treating. Like, there's like a things to look forward to. And same thing with Christmas, obviously, like, you know, Christmas is big for Christians, but also like you have family gatherings, you have gift exchanges, you have all the the traditions. Like, I feel like Thanksgiving doesn't have that. So I feel like it's okay to start looking at Christmas a little earlier because Thanksgiving has such, I don't know. That's a fair point. Little like stuff. Like, I feel like. Yeah. Even like Christmas, like there's there's things outside of like the the holiday that people enjoy doing, whether it's uh, ice skating or like yep. the light tours. Yep. Yeah. Like lights to music or you, you driving know, around, driving lights. around. Uh, 
They're like snowmen. Or like um the the gardens in Green Bay has a has a good. So like mm-hmm. and then like you look at Halloween and you've got uh, haunted houses or mazes, corn mazes, and there there's a lot of other things. So like, in order for like Thanksgiving to stand out, you'd like need something I think to like yeah boost it a bit mm-hmm. in order to like <laughs> make the delay for Christmas celebration like make sense. Yeah, and I feel like. The only reason we're talking about is because Thanksgiving is there. I figured Thanksgiving wasn't there. It wouldn't be weird or there wouldn't be the debate of can we start celebrating Christmas or start getting ready on November 1st? I think because Thanksgiving is there, it becomes a conversation point. But because, in my opinion, Thanksgiving has such little, like, I don't know, appeal, appeal. I don't know. That's not makes it sound bad because I do enjoy Thanksgiving. No, but I mean, but, like, there's there's like a yeah. wonder to Christmas that is unlike a lot of other, yeah. especially for children. Just like right. it, it's probably the biggest holiday for kids. You know, with oh, yeah. Halloween yeah. maybe being the next one because right. trick or treating yeah. is yeah. a heck of a lot of fun as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, you look forward to those two by far. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of uh advertisement directed that way that drives yeah. it because a lot of a lot of people you know look to sell because they know that Christmas is going to be when the parents are going to be dropping money on the kids mm-hmm. and that just kind of shifts the whole dynamic for when you start because mm-hmm. no one wants to be that person trying to get the tickle me almo from the crazy lady <laughs> You just gotta ask Santa for it. But I do. I guess like what the question though is like when is it okay to start looking at Halloween? Because like there really is no holiday. I mean, unless you yeah, October first. Unless you can include like Labor Day. But I like, just remember there's really nothing like guarding it. I just remember some you know some like TV channels back when I used to actually have cable. You know, watch it as yeah. a bit, like younger, where they would have, you know the. Was it 29 days? 31, day, 31 yeah, days uh, of... ABC Fam or Freeform, whatever it's called. Now. Yeah, and they'd have, yeah. have all the, the classics. Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, you know, for like, sure. Uh, Casper and... Disney always had, like, mm-hmm. uh, every every night of October, I feel like they had a... Yeah. Every year, I feel like they released a Halloween movie. Some of those are pretty good. On uh, Disney? Halloween Town. Yeah. yeah. Halloween Town High. Well, you, you forgot Halloween Town Two and Return to Halloween. I Town. know. Yeah, I think uh, the college, the college one. There's a university one. Yep, that was yeah. not um, Twitches. They replaced Focus. the main, the main actress. Not as good. Um, I'm thinking of another one. Oh, the um, Megaplex or the Oh Phantom of the Phantom Megaplex. of the Megaplex. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And then there's Don't Look Under the Bed, which actually is a terrifying, terrifying movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like legitimately terrifying. Uh, Disney stopped playing it for a long time. You can watch it on Disney Plus now, but uh, because parents like wrote into Disney, like this movie terrified my child, like actually gave him nightmares. Uh, Mom's got a day with a vampire. Oh yeah, that's another one. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, Disney Channel original movies where they, I think we wouldn't we sit down Brandon once at yeah. our old apartment and like go through we all the. Through yeah, or like we oh, pulled we pulled out Wikipedia just so we can yeah. <laughs> we can hit all the ones we forgot that were nostalgic. So the reason that I bring it up, and the reason I think that's a problem. So uh, Elizabeth has been saying this a lot, um, recently, that we don't know 
how to feast because we don't know how to fast. Oh, okay. Mm. So the problem that we go into is like when we get to this time of the year. Yeah. So September 1st comes around. We start getting ready for spooky season. You get into Halloween. Right after Halloween, you're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Right after Thanksgiving, you're getting ready for Christmas. And then Christmas goes into, hey, Christmas is for eight days. Let's not forget that, right? So you go into Christmas. And then like all of a sudden, after um, Mary, the mother of God, and the Holy Family on like the first week of January, all of a sudden, like what's the next holiday? So because people are like looking for that next holiday because we just went for three months, three whole months of celebrating these holidays that we love very much. That's like this really awful time of the year for people Mm. because now that we've celebrated for three months straight, now we've got to fast. And then all of a sudden you get like, like, oh man, that was really rough. And then boom, Lent. Well, and also to the next holiday is Valentine's Day. Yeah, which if you're single, which, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, know. oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, I'm single too. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Also, the, winter and right, darkness. Yeah. yeah. So I think that while I enjoy mm-hmm. celebrating fall being here, but when we celebrate too much, when we feast too mm-hmm. much, yeah, um, we forget how to fast. Yeah, that's fair. So tempering our celebrating or tempering our I don't know if excitement is the right word but waiting for the uh, quote unquote correct times to celebrate Mm -hmm. things makes that celebration better because think about when Christmas comes around you do everything for Christmas before Christmas so like Christmas is done everyone's like oh you know (laughs) yeah when in reality we've got eight days to celebrate Christmas right yeah. But we've already done everything for. Do you think advent calendars then are like feeding into that? The problem that we have with advent calendars is be, they all start on December first, and that's not when Advent already right. starts. Yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> this this Advent is like one of the only times your Advent calendar is correct because Advent starts on December first. Does it? No, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's the shortest Advent can be because the fourth Sunday of Advent is crisp. Then the same day for Christmas Eve. So the pro- we get a lot of problems okay. because you've got yeah. to go to um, the you have, you have to go to the fourth Sunday of Advent and also Christmas. Gotcha. So like there, the church is the, the parish is trying to figure out what's the best way we get this scheduled so that you can go to the fourth Sunday of Advent, but also go to Christmas because you can go to mass. I think twice on the same day for the fourth Sunday of Advent and Christmas Eve. Right. Yep. I've done that before. But like the problem is that you have, you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the fourth Sunday of Advent is a Sunday. So right. it's an obligation. And then Christmas is also an obligation. Yeah. That's what, this, that's what it is this year too. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Um, I just bring that up because I think that's, I think that's an interesting idea that we don't know how to fast. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how to feast. Yeah. There's so definitely uh, something lost when we have something too often. Like you get desensitized to of it. Mm-hmm. Like the it loses its kind of luster sure. too. So like not even just the not knowing how to feast, but it kind of cheapens the mm-hmm. the feast that we should be directed to anyway. Yeah, because when we're celebrating Christmas, you know how many days ahead of time now? Yeah. 
weeks uh, weeks ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. It it definitely lessens the impact of the actual day, which is a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially for not focusing on the right things, because that direction is usually materialistically focused. Reason for the season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> All the things. Staring look at us. Look at us. Wait. Oh, we never even talked about football. That's fine. Packers beat the Bears. Bears still suck. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers hurt for the year. Sad cheese noises. Yeah. Brandon. The Bears. <laughs> Dull Bears. There you go. Perfect. Well done. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, we're really happy to have Brandon on. Uh, Brandon's a close friend of both of ours. Aww. Uh, Oh. <laughs> Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Brandon. I always thought, but uh, so like I mean, whether you knew it or not, Brandon, you're here to talk about your faith journey, not to just talk to us for three hours. Oh, uh, so um, we tricked you. We tricked <laughs> <laughs> we tricked you by putting a microphone in front of your face and started recording. <laughs> I was wondering what that boom mic was about. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had a boom mic. That'd be super cool. Yeah. A boom mic, like that a boom mic guy. Would yeah. you make your guest hold it? <laughs> no, we'd have uh, them bring in their own person that way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Boom mic guys have got to have like the biggest arms in the world. Isn't the boom mic guy. No, the guys got to hold the cameras. Isn't the. Oh, yeah, I suppose. In the office, isn't the boom mic guy the guy that like liked Pam? Yeah, I don't yeah. know why they had in that the storyline in there. Yeah, that was an awful storyline. I story hated line, that so much. Is that the that's the boom mic guy, right? Yeah, I yeah, think so. yeah. Yeah, that was an awful storyline. I line. hated that. We don't, we don't, we don't recognize it the Office post Michael Scott. So. It, it undercuts so much. Yeah, like uh, pre pre established. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they were trying to create like this weird tension with Pam and Jim, but it's like oh, whatever. Well, they like, wanted they were going to make him get a divorce. Well, they wanted they wanted Jim to cheat on Pam with Kathy in Florida. Yeah, and John Krasinski went to the writers and said, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, you can't build up this relationship and then make it look the way that it is, and then undercut his character so much yeah. like that. It does because you ru- you ruin the character for the well, rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, you, so you, you know who did do that? How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> oh gosh, Brandon, we're here to talk about you. <laughs> so. Brandon, you're a cradle Catholic, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory, um, mm-hmm. how your faith has been a part of your life? So I fell into a vat of acid, uh-huh. and then I <laughs> glow at night, and now I'm light man. No. That's pretty cool. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> That's all, why I want to invite us over. <laughs> of all the superhero origin stories you could come up with in that second, I fell into a vat of acid, and now I glow, and I'm light man. There's a reason you don't see me around too much. Yeah, at night time. You're like the Edward Cullen of superheroes. <laughs> you glisten in the... Is that why you play indoor it's, soccer? It's at night, okay? It's not during the day. The sun oh. doesn't make me sparkle. Oh, yes, oh. indeed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> is that why you're bald? Yes. <laughs> I use it to focus the light. Oh, secrets <laughs> out. I call it solar beam. <laughs> <laughs> NFL players put black eye paint under their eyes to catch the sun. You just use your head. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh so yeah. Um I was an only child for most of my childhood. Um so my mom is very strong in her faith. Uh thanks to my grandma who 
is also very strong in her faith. Uh, and uh, my dad, he grew up Lutheran, um, but he knew getting into the relationship that my mom was very <laughs> much he, uh, assertive in that, you know, kids are going to be Catholic. He was okay with that. So there wasn't really any uh, issues with the harmony as far as what was being kind of taught or told. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I grew up. Um, uh, the first school I went to, St. Peter's, was like first to third grade, uh, was in Slinger. And so, you know, that was a cute little church. And, you know, so it was a Catholic school. And then uh, moved to Mantuac for fourth grade. You know, went to uh, St. Francis de Sales and um, then Roncalli. Uh, so very much have had Catholic schools, private Catholic schools the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, there wasn't really anything that challenged the kind of structure in, in faith I had um, uh, because my mom was pretty consistent. Um there was definitely, I definitely wish now that there was a bit more uh, coming from her and the family as far as educationally in the faith. What does that mean? Uh, well, more in like knowing like scripture mm, or okay. catechesis versus because it was more directed towards like prayer and faith uh, in in that regard, you know? So, like, I didn't really uh, question too much, you, you know, my prayer faith oh, growing sure. up. Okay. Uh, but I didn't necessarily have the best tools to, like, this is why, you know what I mean? Uh, sure. Uh, beyond, you know, what the schools kind of presented. Uh, and they definitely did, uh, didn't do too bad of a job filling in, you know, those uh, holes. Um, but, yeah. So that's kind of how things went. And then when I was 13, uh, my parents, who had been trying for the longest time <laughs> uh, to have have kids uh, with some very sad failures in between, were going to adopt from Thailand. And it was through Lutheran Services. I don't know the name of the organization. So they put the down payment down and were like, Ready to go. I'm finally <laughs> getting a sibling. Like, awesome. Uh, it's going to be someone from Thailand, um, a girl. And uh, before they proceeded further, like looking at candidates and stuff, my mom gets pregnant. <laughs> wow. So, did they get the down payment back? No. It oh. was considered, uh, it was non refundable what they put oh, in. Okay. And so they considered, considered a, a donation. donation. <laughs> a donation. It's a donation. Yeah. So they made their peace with that. Uh, and so my mom is in her forties, uh, and she gets pregnant with, with my brother, Max. Um, oh gosh, how old? Maybe 44. So, oh, wow. That's yeah. a high risk pregnancy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty, pretty high risk. Yeah. yeah. And they had told her like, you, you can't have, you, you won't have kids, but they never stopped trying, you know, mm-hmm. and really put it in God's hands and. She she always called him her miracle baby, uh, and so that's when I transitioned from 
to being a, a third parent, <laughs> being 13 years apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I almost, I almost felt a bit like a, a third parent. So like, oh, he was so cute. Cutest baby I've ever seen. I've not seen a cuter baby in, in real life. I've seen doctored photos, you know. Yeah. You, that's not real cuteness. You know, they, <laughs> they edit those. No. Max even won trophies for being how, for how cute he was. That's pretty cool. Wait, actually? No, go, yes. ahead. go ahead. Stop. Go Wait, ahead. actually? Go ahead. Hold on. Go ahead. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> Explain this. Uh, this cute baby contest? Yes, pretty much. So it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love so, this story so much. <laughs> so so they they had this competition for like... Uh, you can say you, it's a beauty pageant. It wasn't a beauty pageant. It wasn't that that level. It was it was okay. more photography based because they had oh, a professional sure, photographer, sure. which was part of the draw. Because like, oh, we can get nice photos of of you know Max, my my yeah. brother, without having to pay an arm and a leg. Uh, and so, uh, Max is Max is a little baby, and we we take him to this this thing, just expecting to get some nice pictures. He ends up winning competition gets a trophy like a an obscenely large trophy (laughs) for what it's for and then we find out that he moves on to the next round and we're like wait there's a next round what what and (laughs) so he 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 goes to the the wisconsin uh the wisconsin region uh and he ends up getting honorable mention in one category and something else in another category. Nice. Which there was, were different categories. Yeah. Go I ahead. Smile. The, yeah, Do you remember any of them? No. Uh, there, there's like age categories and obviously, uh, but I don't remember beyond that. Um, most pinchable cheeks. Most <laughs> Look at those cheeks. Had, he had like great, great chubby cheeks, like perfect pencil strength as far as like <laughs> rebound on the pinch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, he qualified to go to uh regions for the four different regions for the u.s so you know wow had your northeast your south west or whatever and southeast and what whatever they divided it and we're like yeah we're not doing that <laughs> we would need to, need to fly out and it's like yeah this we never really meant to like follow, follow <laughs> make this, this a thing yeah <laughs> yeah and if he would have done something there, there was technically a, a national thing. Uh, but along the way, once you get to those higher, higher groupings, you you would be contacting like agencies and stuff, yeah. and you know getting in ads and other things. And mm. So we were like, yeah, we're 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 not going to do that with our kids. <laughs> <laughs> but we got some amazing photos of Max at his cutest. And it's sad to say, he's no longer as cute. (laughs) Sorry, Max. (laughs) Sorry, Max. Sorry, Max. Yeah, so 13 uh, became a third parent, uh, which was great in a lot of ways. Uh, Helped me become more nurturing and caring. And it definitely instilled my love for babies. They're just the cutest. You're super good with kids. Yeah. And that is, that's why. <laughs> All the free babysitting my parents got out of me. I like, mean. He's 13. We can we can trust him, him with Max. <laughs> and besides 
uh, one incident where they were gone. And Go ahead. I decided I wanted some popcorn. And we had popcorn kernels to make on the stovetop. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> awesome. I'm going to make some popcorn uh, and watch a movie. Max is chilling. And I'm like, you know what this needs? I want some spicy popcorn. You need some hot sauce. Oh, no. <laughs> and so <laughs> in my genius brain, I'm like, why don't I put it in while it's while it's cooking? That way it pops and becomes spicy, right? <laughs> it's much easier that way. Yeah, why not? Unfortunately. Let's see what happens. It causes the oil to uh, burn more quickly and become a smoke. Nice. That is like pepper spray. Oh, okay. So I, I may have panicked a little and rushed Max out onto the deck. Luckily, it wasn't too cold while I opened up a lot of windows and doors to fumigate the house. I don't think it's the worst thing to do. You know? No, no. Yeah. I'm saying that that was yeah. the darkest thing in my babysitting career. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. did anyone really find out, though? I, I, I was a good kid, so I definitely told <laughs> uh, my parents about it. And yeah, I've been some some I kind of, some might not say that's a good kid thing. You just kind of hung yourself out to dry. I feel being, like being honest. No, I couldn't not be honest. To well, did they like, did they ask you, uh, or did you just no, walk? Because like, I like I like cleaned up. Like sure. So, so why like how would why they, would you throw yourself under the bus like that? But also, like I feel like with something like that, it's not like like how are you supposed to respond as a parent? Like uh, okay, like the house didn't burn down. You learned your lesson. Just, right? just, just don't yeah. do it again. You know, like, all right, no, no harm, no foul. I'm definitely, I definitely wasn't going to do that again. Yeah, uh, don't release capsaicin all over the place. Yeah, yeah. strong <laughs> impression on my tear ducts, <laughs> my lungs. Oh, the coughing. Um, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, so that definitely helped with like nurturing my nurturing side. Mm. You could say, uh, yeah, and then. Uh, Went to college. You know, things were pretty easy for me in general. Like, I never really was pushed. I didn't have to try too hard. Um, played soccer ever since I, I was in preschool and still play soccer. Um, so, you know, I was playing varsity soccer freshman year. which In high school or college? In high school. Okay. Which isn't necessarily saying a lot around college. Uh, That's pretty cool. <laughs> the The runs on state uh, were after my tenure at Ron Collie. Oh, gotcha. Uh, you laid the groundwork. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Foundation. Yeah. Foundation. <laughs> um, and you know I had good grades and stuff. Um, it wasn't really anything difficult. It just kind of came naturally. Worked at Culver's. Um. <laughs> Nice. And then I I was looking at colleges, and uh, I wasn't intentionally looking for uh, a Catholic college or anything, but I ended up deciding on Marquette. So you didn't find one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Very much Catholic in name only. I don't know. There's some pretty good Catholic culture on campus. There's also not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some issues, but it's not like... It's not Maybe not when you were there, but there definitely is issues there now. 
There's more now. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. I always I've, loved the little... Thing. What year did you graduate? Or what year did you, were you in Marquette again? Uh, 2010 is when I graduated my Collie. So mm-hmm. started the 2010 fall. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it's... I feel like it's not as... I feel like it was, wasn't as problematic at that time. Yeah, I don't... looking back. There's nothing... Even in the the religious courses, that really struck me as problematic with what we we're covering or dealing with. Is uh, the religious courses I took there were pretty focused on yeah. like scripture and other other aspects like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing really touching on more like cultural issues or like mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know maybe pushing the wrong direction in those regards. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I decided on Marquette primarily because they have the only dental school in Wisconsin. Yeah. And uh, I was at that time looking at becoming a dentist and I had done shadowing of dentists in uh, while I was at Roncalli and had even done a few fundraisers kind of stuff uh, at Roncalli where got products, um, you know, toothbrushes, toothpaste floss whatnot uh that was donated to kids who aren't able to afford those things yeah. and cool. uh helped out with some of the programs i actually don't know if it's still running where they applied up uh gave free care to the public schools on um certain oh. days oh, where cool. they yeah. would have have them come in and some of the discoveries there were actually like there i remember there being like at least one case, I think two, where they're like, we need to get you to the hospital. Oh, wow. Uh, because the infection, you, you know, has yeah, has, is way too close to a uh, you know, blood vessel, and then they can go Important. anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Important places. Wow. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And so I kind of like loosely decided, yeah, I'm going to go become a dentist. Uh, I was in the pre-dental scholars program at market where uh three years and then fourth year you're already at the dental school and there's a yeah, spot reserved um i picked i went to the honors program because you got the the nice housing nice <laughs> yeah marquette has a a very bad freshman dorm called the beer can <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you wanted like carpeting room or something and uh so Straz was was newer, and it was even separated. It's on the other side of the the interstate. <laughs> it's, it's got it's attached to what used to be an old YMCA, so it's got all the Y facilities, and uh, it had uh, its own kitchen. So you nice. didn't have to have to leave so much. Uh, so we got to be on like the top floors. Wow, which has, like fancy. Yeah, it was. They had the best view. Yeah, you get a good, really good view yeah, of that yeah. city. So uh, I had one roommate, and we had our own bathroom. Uh, yeah, so it was it was a a no brainer choice. Being like, <laughs> you're treated like a king there. Yeah, yeah, man, pretty much like... compared to the the other freshmen. Like the the beer can dorm, you're in like a little wedge. Like the rooms are like a wedge. It is is a cylinder. The building's a cylinder. Oh, okay. And the rooms are in the outside. Oh man. (laughs) What an awful design. It it really makes you appreciate like like even if you didn't do anything else or drop out of the the honors program later, just just for getting 
out of <laughs> yeah. the freshman oh, experience. Yeah. Even worse that you pay like thirty thousand dollars a year or more to sit to be in a wedge room. Yeah, was the was the room that you were in any more expensive? Um well I don't think it affected my tuition costs at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So it it was just like yeah, there's way too Good many. Good old student housing. Yeah, way, way too many bucks. The memories. It's a very old building. Yeah. They just needed a lot of updates. <laughs> um, so I was I was happy to do that. Uh, and when I, moved, when I moved to Milwaukee and stuff and was at Marquette, I kind of drifted away a bit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I lost that structure of mm-hmm. just kind of, uh, you know, my mom being like, all right, we're going to Mass on Sunday and, you know, uh, having just kind of the general environment that I had that really pushed me mm-hmm. uh, to stay engaged with my faith. Yeah, too much freedom, too fast. Yeah, too much freedom, too fast. And um, one of my 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 roommate uh, is it still a good friend, Hassan. Uh, he he's Muslim, so he's also not helping me towards <laughs> <laughs> yeah those goals. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I started to started to drift away. Um, not that uh, my beliefs or faith wavered, but my acting out that faith certainly did. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, that might have left uh, led to uh, some of the difficulties I ended up having. Sure, um, because I'm not a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so life kind of threw me some curveballs. And, uh, so this was, you know, right around when the recession hit. And so my parents had, had a small business in, uh, Green Bay that they had started not too long ago. And it was hard to keep it going with everyone trying to save. We're dealing with the fallout, Mm -hmm. uh, with the collapse of the housing market, how that hit everyone. Uh, so they had to declare bankruptcy. I put a lot of stress on their marriage, you know, and. I could feel that on um, something I was worried about. Um, my grandma had a cancer scare with breast cancer. Mm. Uh, my mom, you know, potentially had a scare there too. Uh, and then just the stress of more rigorous courses, just because the the accelerated program I was in had, I think, I don't remember, my first semester, maybe 23 credits. Uh, and so like that was pretty- Wait, 23 credits? Yeah. For once? Wow. You got some labs in there probably, yeah. Well, it was That's a, a heavy first semester. Well, it was accelerated for yeah. the pre-dental scholarship. Right, program. yeah. Wow. It was like 21 or 23. That's a heavy. 21, I would... 21 sounds... Yeah. That's a heavy... Fr- I'm just it's saying a heavy, heavy it's freshman a heavy, year. It's a heavy... That's it's a heavy, heavy load or whatever year. you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was... It's... It, you're putting in... Uh, enough credits to graduate in like three years. Yeah. You know? Well, um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Um, and so there's just a there's just a lot of uh, pressure going on, and then <laughs> I had intended to, uh, but I found uh, a girl I was really attracted to, and we hit it off like unexpectedly about a, about a month before I left to Marquette. And she left a college and, uh, stupidly we followed through with that and we're dating. Uh, 
and it was definitely not going to be something to do long distance. Like, mm. um, I could tell I wasn't going to be able to provide enough support that she would need. Um, and so I ended up breaking up with her. Um, it just added more kind of tension. And so I didn't realize it at the time, but started to get a bit more anxious, you know, dealing with anxiety and stuff. And going into the second year, that kind of um, snowballed into some depression. And so not kind of having that faith to center me in actively, you know, participating it and all the other things going on uh, made me really question, you know, what I wanted in my life and like trying to find out who I am kind of in a more real sense than I'm going to go to college and find out who I am. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Be on my own and find myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, struggled a lot and ended up not being able to maintain for the program the requirements and, you really had to look at if dental school was even something that I really wanted because while I enjoy the knowledge and like I have a fascination with like all the different aspects of, you know, biology and chemistry and what it shows us about creation right? and how awesome that is. Uh, doing it, doing science isn't necessarily something that uh, I have a lot of enjoyment of. Uh, and while that's certainly different from being a dentist I could see kind of some reflections as far as like uh, how you do dentistry and stuff. Is this something I would actually be passionate about once I have it? Or is it something I'd be like, yeah, I do this to help people. And I feel good about that. But do I feel good about actually doing dentistry? And that I wasn't really sure about. Um, so I had to examine, you know, what courses have I actually enjoyed or like what gave me some sort of passion because at that time uh i really didn't i felt lost and i passion was something i could really use uh to kind of drive myself forward um and i was that even cutting myself off from mm. my family uh just because i felt shame um because i had never struggled mm. you know everything mm. was so easy mm -hmm. And I felt like I had let them down. I let my family down. Um, and so I just kind of put more and more on my back is my fault. And mm. just kind of fell further and further as far as like where I was. Uh, and so it just really struggled and needed to find what would help me move forward. And it was probably junior year where I finally kind of reached out and was a bit honest about my issues. Um, is my mom, bless her. Uh, she would have to call my roommates to get a hold of me just because <laughs> I felt so much like stress and anxiety mm -hmm. yeah. of kind of opening up about what I was going through because I had never had to do that. And I was always one who internalized. So right. Uh, when I found a wall that I couldn't get over by myself, um, it just made it worse for me mm. and just continued to internalize, uh, and feel bad about it. And, you know, it was almost like I'd wake up 
and there'd be weights pushing down on my chest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it was probably about junior year where I uh, started to like actively seek and I opened up with uh, my mom about some of my difficulties uh, and I went to a counselor on campus. They give you a semester's worth of free counseling with nice. their, their counselors. That's good. It's very good. It's good for the first semester. For the semester. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after, only one semester. Yeah, you, you yeah. I yeah. At the time, you only had the one semester. So after that, if you yeah. haven't found the right medication, yeah. or, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, which, uh, unfortunately, I can never quite find uh, a medication that really, really worked. And mm-hmm. knowing more about uh, depression medications nowadays with how hit and miss it is and how long it takes mm-hmm. before you actually see the results. Uh, well. Yeah, it is. I don't even know. Maybe I would have found the right thing, but um, yeah. So I didn't quite even at that time uh, find what would help me, um, and so I wasn't going to be able to uh, graduate within the well with four years, uh, and Marquette's expensive. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so yeah. especially like, if you don't want to sit in a wedged room in a circular trying to do a fifth year would be a lot especially because my parents couldn't help me at all all through my college with finances because mm. of the bankruptcy they had had um, right. because right. of the recession uh, and so I had to find ways to kind of take on all, all that uh, mm. debt and uh, luckily, I was able to finagle the right loans to continue to attend, but I realized what I was passionate about, what I did enjoy, was philosophy while I was there. I really enjoyed the philosophy courses, and I've always been one who really enjoyed digging into topics and uh, kind of arguing, not in the negative sense that we, we talk about today, but like having good contentious discussions uh, with my my best friends in high school, um, Mitch Miller, Philip Kinsey, Philip Nguyen, uh, Kinsey and I especially very much uh, w- would bring to cl- bring to bear a bunch of different ideals and like really try to poke holes in what we were saying or like prove our point. And uh, I really had zero experience with philosophy in uh high school um the closest course we had was one taught by mr olson uh where we kind of touched on some things with some of the the proofs for god that they use as like training tools like first mover and stuff uh but other than that i didn't really know much about philosophy so it wasn't until college where i kind of had my first philosophy course and was like oh that was actually interesting and kind of fun thinking about things I never thought about. And I think part of that may have been, I never had that deepness engagement in faith too. Um, because while I had all that belief in prayer and I had, I had that growing up, I didn't really have the depth of the, hmm. the church's vast right. knowledge, uh, and all the great things that come with that. And, just seeing like how much even that bore fruit with like Aquinas going with Aristotle mm-hmm. and everything. 
Um, it it engaged me in a way that I was kind of missing and didn't know I was missing. So I had switched majors uh, to philosophy, um, and I wasn't going to make it in time. So I decided to switch to UWGB and commute from home and uh, use that as a way to like kind of recenter myself because my mom, in a lot of ways, as I mentioned, had been what helped me stay centered all through my childhood uh, on the faith and whatnot. And I wasn't realizing too much at that time that uh, being active in my faith was what was going to really help me deal with uh, depression. Um, but uh, it, was, it was in coming home and kind of living more geared that way, picking out things like Edge, uh, that really kind of pushed me to lean more into my faith and be more cognizant. Um, I was, I'm very open with myself as far as reflecting, being honest. Like, these are the issues you have. You know it. And, like, so even the first day I went in to the therapist at, at Marquette, I just, right off the bat, told her, oh, these are the issues. I have you know, this is she's <laughs> probably one of the most the quickest rate to the rate to the <laughs> the bullseye uh, she'd ever had for uh, for someone coming in like very upfront yeah I know these are the problems these these are all the things and then like so working working through those and being more constructive was kind of what what she was trying to provide in that time period um so well, you I, only get a semester <laughs> paid for. You really don't have the time to screw around. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. Uh, so then I was at UWGB, and uh, with all those science courses, uh, I was kind of like, might as well just finish up. And, and so uh, biological sciences and uh, philosophy are the, the majors. Um, and... During that time, while being uh, at Green Bay, and also I'd done it a, a a few times before, you know, during the summer and whatnot, um, pick up hours and money. Uh, I have a, a cousin who has severe autism and Tourette's, um, and so I was one of his caregivers, um, and that was also probably something that really helped in my formation um, because of all the things they taught me about humility and patience um, <clears throat> and just love in general. Um, and all those things kind of really helped build me up. Uh, and we've slowly got here today, and I've kept on with that, helping, helping uh, my cousin, Jason, um yeah so currently i'm a caregiver uh i help out with edge um and i have helped out with goal getters before as an assistant coach um and it's a soccer program right? it's a soccer yeah. pro club soccer program in natwalk uh and also help oversee and kind of run the indoor soccer program through the through the city that they rent the space through all air so I've had a lot of interaction with a lot of the kids growing up too that I've seen come around and some of them come through edge again, which is great. Um, and yeah, that's, 
<laughs> I think that your story is one that like how important it is to challenge kids. Mm-hmm. When I was teaching, obviously when you teach like the lowest level of mathematics, which is I was never at a school long enough to really get beyond, especially at, in high school I taught, you know, there's so many algebra one sections that you're going to have a lot of kids that struggle a lot. And then you've got a lot of kids that are like, this is a joke. Why am I doing this? And how important it is to challenge youth. Like, oh yeah, well you, this is, this is super easy for you. So like, great. Um, because of our, especially because I was like you, things came really easy to me especially math it was it was I wasn't really challenged until I got to college and then when I failed my first semester of calculus because I thought it was going to be super easy and it was at eight in the morning um, you get trounced all of a sudden like you think oh I thought I was really good at this you have that Mm -hmm. self-reflection of like oh maybe I'm not cut out for this and if that's the first time that you think that it's really, it, it's tough. It's tough to come yeah, back yeah, from yeah. that. How important it is from a really early age to make sure that now that you put your kids or put our students in positions to fail, but you put them in positions that are going to challenge them. Yep. And I feel like part of that is also engagement. Like uh, when it comes easy, you're not very engaged in the class. Mm-hmm. Like, or, yeah. Uh, and, at college level, especially as you get higher up there, you need to be engaged with the material to like really be able to, to learn it and handle it. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like if you've not really developed those tools, you have to quickly <laughs> learn how to do yeah. that. Cause you can't just kind of coast, uh, if you're taking harder courses. Yeah. I mean, you've, there's quite a few gen eds and stuff where you very much can't go. <laughs> yeah. You just have to be, well, even, even not even in the school, in the school, but to have your, to have your ideas and your views challenged. Yeah. Is, is really important. Uh, even at edge, even at life teen, like when I work with the kids, like we're on the same page where I'm very Catholic, <laughs> but the material that I'm teaching obviously is very, that I'm helping them with is obviously very Catholic, but, when I used to do confirmation, the first thing I asked them is, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And if their answer was like, oh, my parents are, want me to be here or whatever, I'm like, why are you here? You should like, you shouldn't go through with the sacrament of confirmation if you don't want it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that first time that they're like, oh, like, why, why am I here? Or even if it's a basic truth of the faith, like I can play devil's advocate, that's fine. And you can see the wheels turn, especially this works, especially with middle schoolers and no, through no fault of their own. They've never been like, well, how do we know that Jesus rose from the dead? And they've never been, they've never been asked that question before. Mm -hmm. It's like, wouldn't it be really easy for the apostles to just say that he rose from the dead? Because then they'd be then they wouldn't be wrong, right? So not that I expect them to know the answer to that question, but that they're thinking about it like, oh, I've 
I've got to research this more. I have to look into why this is the case. Where can I go to get these resources? Where can I go to get these answers? Because especially for kids that are going to, your brother's going to college this year, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's doing, yeah. Some, <laughs> he, well, he's going to Manitowoc, or GB through Manitowoc. He's doing okay. the UWGB Manitowoc thing. Uh, my parents convinced him to save a bit of money. Yeah, there's nothing, I mean, that's, nothing wrong with that. That's it's smart, Saving man. money is, <laughs> it is smart. Saving money is, is good. You don't want to be, <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to be in a position like, you know, where you put, you yourself put in, tens of thousands of dollars to be a dentist and then figure out that you're not going to be a dentist. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, you know, we, so, you have the, you know, you have this debt, like it's through, through no fault of your own. Yeah. Right. You're like, this is what I wanted to do. And all of a sudden that doesn't work out. The um, one thing I think it could be hard though, is like, depending on where he transfers to, when you miss that freshman year, like now you're transferring your sophomore year and it's kind of hard. I shouldn't say it's hard, but like, it can be hard, I guess, to meet people. Like, you sure. miss that yeah. freshman year experience. Like, I'm thinking back to the freshman. And again, I'm not friends with any of the John people I was. John went to Madison. Well, I mean, Matt, like, Matt's I'm saying... trying to go to Madison. <laughs> That's where he's playing. Yeah, but game. I'm like, I'm trying to think back of, like, freshman year. And, like, yeah, I'm not friends with any of those people anymore. But, like, that experience, though, kind of carried a little bit into, like you know, sophomore, junior, yeah. senior year. It definitely and helps you find it, your spot right, on the right. campus. So it saves money, mm-hmm. but like, oh man, at the same time, you, you kind of, you know, yeah. you kind of miss out on that, like, no, I would be, freshman experience. I would know? have been more worried if it was me in that regard. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm a bit more introverted than Max. He's, he's, he's not even ever at, yeah. at my parents' house. He, he <laughs> yeah. technically lives there. Like he's always staying over at a friend. He's a social butterfly. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he's a social butterfly. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he'll be fine. Like he'll have no problem going to like Madison and be like, "Hi, I'm Max," and making friends. Yeah. yeah. The reason, yeah. The, well, the reason that I bring that up, so like this, especially this generation, um, that is going to college now. Your your brother's generation, Brandon. I don't know if you know this, but colleges really liberal what (laughs) very liberal very anti-religion uh even the quote-unquote catholic schools marquette saint norbert uh a little more left-leaning than you would not not so much like that left-leaning is bad it's fine but when you get into some of the social issues that are not super in line with catholic teaching yeah. I was going to say it's more secular. Like, yeah, they're yeah, not necessarily secular. liberal. I mean, they are, but like the problem is, is the, the secularism. And the problem is, is that if you've never been challenged, if your views on the faith or your belief in the faith has never been challenged before and you don't know why you believe what you believe, mm-hmm. you're going to get those most, more contentious. You're going yeah, to get teachers. crushed. Yeah. Because how easy it is to sway someone's opinion if the only idea you've ever been presented with, with an idea behind it and a reason behind it is contrary to the faith, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's a big struggle there. I'm not saying that you can't come out of that. I mean, you can't, but it's even more important to have those questions, Brandon, like you mentioned. Why do I believe what I believe? Why, why do I go to mass every Sunday? 
what is going on at the mass that is so important? Um, why is it important that Jesus is fully God and fully man? Why is it important that the Trinity is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Why is it important that Jesus actually died and actually rose from the dead? <laughs> you know, all those questions are really important. How did the universe come into being? All that is so integral to the fundamentals of our faith. Right. I'm not saying that your kid, your student, whatever, should go to college as a theologian. <laughs> but I'll give you an example. I used to party a lot when I was in college. Okay? That's fine. Um, one of my buddies, one of my fraternity brothers, really smart guy, smoked a lot of uh, ganja, as the kids would say. Ayahuasca? Not ayahuasca, not ayahuasca. Some of the, uh, some of the marijuana, and uh, he would always ask me, you know, like, do you believe in God? I was like, yeah, of course I believe in God. Like, it's never been a doubt in my mind that there's God. Right. Um, and the question that he hit me with that I struggled with the not that I struggled with the most that made me reflect the most was, yeah, but what if you're wrong though? Hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, I, well, I, well, if I'm wrong, then I live this moral life. And then I look at back at myself. I'm like, am I really living a moral life? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're not. Right, <laughs> so it's like, right. I can't even say that this is the case. But all of a sudden that made me reflect and made me think like, why do I believe? How, why do I know that God is real? Mm-hmm. Why do I know that? That, that not only that God is real, but it's the God of the Israelites. Why do I, you know, why do I know that that's true? Um, because very simply, very easily, as far as a faith perspective goes, that can turn your entire world upside down. And when your entire world goes upside down, you're in a situation, Brandon, like you were, where all of a sudden you're not very connected to your faith or your structure is very far away. Mm-hmm. You're going to start reaching out to things that aren't of the church. Right. that are of yeah. the world yeah. and all of a sudden you're in a tougher position to come back later on because you're looking for something to fill the void and it's easy to get to things that will fill the void very quickly but won't last yeah and uh in general i don't think we have a, a good grasp of like going back to philosophy of like how to have good conversations about things or like understand where the, the issues are. So like uh, a kid could come with the, the belief, you know, in God and like mm-hmm. they may run into someone who, who's actually done a good amount of reading about, you know, atheism or whatever. Maybe they're at an edgy high schooler. Yeah. So they've, they've actually got like better arguments than you mm-hmm. for why you should really reconsider believing in any God, let alone, you know, the God. <laughs> and if you, just because they have a better argument or they're better at pushing you, doesn't mean your point isn't worth consideration. Even if you right. can't, you don't have the tools to also prop up your argument successfully or show where they might have issues with what they're saying. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think we need to do a better job of teaching kids and people in general how to communicate better 
it's just gotten so much worse overall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we're no longer able to have good conversations with each other and like to really talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, because you should be able to push back a bit, you know, in a in an appropriate manner about someone who says they're an avowed atheist or agnostic, you know, about you know their position. Yeah. Uh, and instead of like taking in these well thought out things that they, they put forward. It's like, wow, I haven't really even thought that much about, you know, God, that's a good point you make. You know, now I kind of think because of what you said that maybe I don't believe in God, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we're not really giving kids the tools and especially with their engagement in social media, we're not yeah. developing oh, yeah. Yeah. those tools for them to be inquisitive and build up uh, like good ways to discuss or think about mm-hmm. things. Self-reflection is, the biggest aspect of philosophy because you just it's it's about thinking deeply about you know existence mm. or truth right. <laughs> and putting yourself in somebody else's shoes i think yeah, empathy it's been suit it's been really beneficial to have you as a friend because you and i disagree in a lot of stuff <laughs> but not it, not true i just don't m- most find, stuff. <laughs> i don't find merit in making uh echo chamber Right. So the so things like, we agree with, I don't bother bringing up because it's like I don't really find value. Yeah, yeah, but but like I I never had a friend like that. Yeah. Who will push back on some of my ideas? So like I would have considered myself before I met you to be very not far right because that's a bad way to say things, but like that I thought that I had to believe everything on this side of the aisle because my father's. My father is a Republican. My grandfather before him was a Republican. My entire family has been Republican. So, like, these are all the right answers. And I n- had ideas on drugs. I had ideas on immigration. Um, immigration, ideas on, like, public education that I had never seen from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. when I met you and you pushed back and you had a different perspective because you had a different life story than I did, it in some ways helped me to understand what the other side was thinking Mm -hmm. and in some ways has solidified some of my views. And it's some way I've been a lot more lenient, more understanding, you know, as long as it, as long as it falls within church teaching, I could care less. (laughs) Right. Um, And, and that, but having you as a friend has helped me see a lot of those ways where I was being a ignorant, be stubborn that instead I need to see it from somebody else's perspective mm-hmm. and have that challenge instead. I definitely felt that in some of our earlier interactions. Uh, I I did um, not like you when we first met. I would, often, <laughs> I, would, I would often even just give up because trying to have a serious conversation with you, you would resort to the reason why I don't want to play any social deduction games with you. <laughs> you you would... You for, would... for the record, my goal when we play social de- social deduction games is to piss you off as fast as possible oh because it's so easy and it's the most fun for me. I don't think our fan group will ever play... Oh, what's it called? Secret, Secret Hitler. Hitler. Ever again. Or one Ever night, again. One Night Werewolf. Ever again. <laughs> oh, Cameron just starts turning into loud noises. He Most of the time gets, I'm right. He just gets even louder so no one else can get their point across. And then... I'm yeah. not good at... That's the problem. I'm not good at social deduction games. 
So I find a target, and it's most of the time you. And Which is also unfair because it's almost eight out of ten times. I swear, I am like the werewolf or or Hitler in the game, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I already I already know Cameron's coming for me. The funniest thing though is like when the one time we did play that, uh, and uh, I it's a secret Hitler game. I don't even remember how it's played. But Doesn't I knew matter. you weren't because I was on like the the uh, it's awful the the Nazi side that was yeah. just, like that was the John's game, a Nazi whatever. confirmed. <laughs> I'm most Straight definitely from not. His mouth. Uh, from his mouth. <laughs> but uh, in the game, anyways. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, but I, I, <laughs> and you were targeting Brandon from the get go. I'm like, and Brandon's just shaking his head the whole time, like. No. In my defense, I really did and, think he was Hitler. And, and I'm just like, yeah, it definitely is, because the point of the game is to make other people think that that you know isn't Hitler to be Hitler. Like, Pretty much. Yeah. So For those of us, for Brandon, those of you who are younger, it's an Among Us game. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah, call. That's a good yeah. Name. yeah. So I yeah. would be I would be the, the crew member yeah. that just picks <laughs> one person who's sus oh, yeah. and doesn't let up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a good Cam- time. Cameron, Cameron didn't wasn't someone who would engage in conversation. So like Kinsey and I've even talked about it. Like we just wouldn't talk to you about certain topics just because you weren't you weren't willing to like actually have a discussion. You would you would basically either turn the conversation into a joke. So like bring out bring out the That's memes. my defense mechanism. Yeah, bring, bring, say, yeah, bring out the memes or try to change topic instead of actually engaging with what we were saying. Uh, I've changed for the record. You have significantly. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty bad early on. So um, that's when I realized that I was going to marry Elizabeth, and then I was like, "Well, I'm not I'm getting out of these guy. friendships." Yeah, so dang it, I better stop being a jack wagon. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of touches back to what you were talking about earlier about kids being challenged, uh, and I think that relates back to there because we don't constructively challenge kids in a lot of ways mm-hmm. or try to mm-hmm. get them to reflect or challenge mm-hmm. um and you see that kind of play out in today's culture where it's all tribalism you know? yes yeah. I was just and there's say all tribalism. loud yeah. noises yelling yes. uh like there's no compromise even sure yeah, yeah. compromise has become a sign of weakness right? sure right it's yeah. like if you compromise you lost and it's like this that's not the point yeah right. compromise is both sides sacrificing which mm-hmm. is you know one of the yeah, foundations yeah. of like proper relationship yeah. and a lot of things yeah one of my favorite question when i was a teacher especially and even now especially especially with the edge kids and life team kids my favorite question is like what does that mean even when i know you ask me that well what you does ask that me mean? a lot because <laughs> what does that mean because hey i want to know more like don't give me one word answers bro and also like i don't i i like to ask a lot of questions i don't really care what the answer is i want to know why yeah so like I always ask the kids, if you had a cupcake and you took the frosting off of the cupcake, does it become a muffin? Is it a muffin? And I know very well in my heart that that's not true at all. (laughs) But also, maybe I want to know what your thought is. I want to understand how your brain works. I want to understand... Can you make a coherent argument for something this stupid? And there's not a right or wrong answer. It's just no, why do you believe there is? There is. And no, it's a muffin. I mean, it is. Yeah, I get it. 
<laughs> I agree. It's a muffin. But, it's but like, I can see the argument behind it still being a cupcake. I think muffins have drifted beyond what their intended purpose was. That's fair. That's what Go I ahead. would say. It's been broadened too far. Like, sure. We have double chocolate muffins. That's a chocolate muffin with chocolate chips. Like, <laughs> muffins were intended to be like a breakfast thing. And now yeah. you've brought dessert into... <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, we've, we've gone a bit too far beyond, right? Yeah. Cupcakes were intended to be dessert-oriented and focused. And we've just kind of expanded on what a muffin is to the point where the lines are blurred. I showed you guys the muffins video, right? Yeah. I showed yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was from the Golden There's Indian muffins too. with everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's everything. Like, muffin has, there's no uh, um, end to what to do with the muffin now. If you... They become too creative with if muffins. If you... If you get your muffin, almost symbolic. <laughs> yeah. If you get your muffin, what is a muffin? If you get your muffin in an individual package that you have to open, it's not a muffin. What? What do you mean? Hold on. You mean like fancy muffins? No, not like fancy muffins. So like, like, if I buy a single muffin, it's not a muffin. No, 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 no. So like, um, one of my coworkers, Josh, was a cool dude. He always. Hi, Josh. (laughs) He always gets muffins from Walmart. Yeah. And they're like, you know, you get, you get the muffin, you get the muffins in like a small package, like the little Debbie kind of packages, like blueberry muffin. Oh, okay. It's in like a plastic sealed thing. And because it's got so much like preservatives and sugar and crap in it, it's like, that's not a muffin, bro. That's a... (laughs) That's a dessert. That's that's, yeah, that's yeah. little Debbie made a dessert that isn't as good as zebra cakes, but they've just right. put like a dessert together. Like that's not what you're looking this for. This is the bro. same thing with cereal. Jim Gaffigan's got cereal. A great joke about yeah, that. Yeah, cereal. Cereal. Yeah. Like they push things too far when they have the chocolate chocolate cereal with like marshmallows. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, Unless it's <laughs> we, cow we chocolate. Used to, yeah. we, you used to be able to sneak that past the parents until it started getting too out there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you convince your parents to buy you dessert for breakfast until you're like, all right, there's there's too much diabetes in this bowl. <laughs> when they made s'mores and Oreos. Oh, yeah. oh, s'mores were so like, good, though. S'mores are so good. Cookies, s'mores is But it's not cereal. Cookie cereal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cookie Oh, cookie crunch. crunch. Yeah, yeah, cookie, cookie crunch. crunch. Literally just... The tiniest, your hand, crunchiest cereal companies. Cookies. You went too far, too fast. <laughs> like, parents aren't gonna tell. Like, all right, that that might have gone too far from what cereal <laughs> was meant to be. What Jim is your what is your favorite cereal? Oh, good. That's a good question. So my favorite of all time is probably I really like the Reese's Puffs. Okay. Uh, I like Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. I like the way it made the made the milk taste good, chocolatey and peanut buttery. <laughs> That's a factor. Uh, That's a big factor, though. Uh, and you you can't wait too long. It gets a bit soggy too quick. Mm, you know, sorry. talking about you, you know the degradation of the cereal, but <laughs> the degradation of the cereal. Hey, we, we for did. those of you who don't know, we had a cereal off. We made a yeah, bracket. We did, yeah, we sweet sixteen. In, yeah, brought in all different types of cereals. To see who would be the champion. Uh, Malta Meal S'mores was the winner. Yeah. Can't believe it. I, the, the generic brand. S'mores. Was, 
It's it's Walmart. It's a Malta meal. Malta meal. I don't Mal- know if it's Walmart yeah. brand, but it's. I thought it was the yeah. It's because you can find it anywhere. Was it Malta meal? I thought it was just it was, a generic. It was just, it was Malta meal. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. unexpected. Underdog. Well, Shout out to Will. It beat yeah. my cinnamon toast crunch in the tiebreaker because it was commercials. Like the first commercial that you find, whatever commercial is better. And mine was this weird commercial from the eighties that was super creepy. And his was like these people squatting down the aisle <laughs> because the generic cereals are in the bags on the bottom of the aisle. So everyone's like weirdly squatting to get down to the cereal. And it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. We also didn't expect to find a commercial. So we thought that Cameron cereal would win by default. And then we found one. And then we found the gem. What's your favorite? Yours is Cinnamon Toast, right? Um, hmm. Hmm. It's difficult because I don't like to eat cinnamon toast crunch anymore because it's full of crap. Yeah, I don't need. Um, right, so I was gonna make a caveat. Like, go ahead. Reese's Puffs. I don't even get them though sure. because this comes back to the issue of muffins no longer being muffins. <laughs> where like it's I don't dessert. like dessert for breakfast. Yeah, so, that's fair. Sure. Yeah, I I do get cereal, but it's not that just because. Yeah. I yeah. would say Cinnamon Toast Crunch is probably my favorite of all time, but I really like Cheerios. Yeah. Whether Just, it's Honey Nut yeah. Cheerios or regular Cheerios, oh, I don't no, eat it's it. regular Cheerios. I used to eat cardboard when I was a bachelor, Raisin Bran. Dude, I li- okay, I like Raisin Bran. It's good. Yeah. Nothing wrong. It's with a it. classic. Can't go wrong. Yeah. It reminds me of my dad. Like every morning, start with a bowl of Raisin Bran. You know? <laughs> like you know, every dad just did that. I don't know. Maybe not every dad, every dad. but like I feel like Raisin Bran. Uh, it's a classic. You know, it's still around. My dad liked plain Rice Krispies, and then he would okay. add add a little bit of sugar. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that's fair. Yeah, I can't. Remember. I can't. Think so, what do you get now, now Brandon? Uh, I actually brought it for my entry into the contest. Oh, wasn't uh, uh, hold on, honey bunches of oats, right? <laughs> yeah, with the almonds. Oh, yeah, with the almond slivers. Honey yeah, bunches okay. of oats are so I love good. Honey bunches of oats, oats yeah. with almond sliver. It's like the right balance of yeah. like savory and healthy to like. I can eat this if you like. This is breakfast, or like, I don't feel like I'm eating dessert. Yeah, right. Plus, I like almonds. I mean, like, I can't think of almonds. my favorite <laughs> favorite cereal. There's too many good ones. Like sweet dessert cereal, so like not cereal, more like dessert for breakfast. Technically, you can get just the bags of Lucky Charms marshmallows. That's, so does that <laughs> entry count? Oh man, I okay. Don't this think, is a would you classify yeah. a bag of Peeps as cereal? Uh, no, Peeps no. don't I, hold up as well in milk as Lucky Peeps Charms don't. Peeps don't hold up at all for anything ever. They belong in the trash. Okay, no. Um, making them as a... Like, if you put them in a similar, like, you make it over a fire, that sugar, when it, like, caramelizes a little bit. Have you ever had a peep? Peep s'more? You ever put one in the microwave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I want to say that I have. Oh, they're pretty good. There's, well, there's, there's a... They have a use. There's a side of my family where it... They almost have to have them like every Easter and they let them kind of get a bit stale. Like they yeah. leave them out to harden. Yeah. And they actually, I think they taste better that way. I agree. I, I like them a little bit stale. It's weird, but I mean, I don't yeah. eat it's like a ton. But. Girl Scout, the Thin Mints taste better frozen. Frozen for sure. Yeah. Easily. I don't we know. I was a big how... Fruity Pebble fan. 
I don't know why. Oh, I yeah. like fruity pebbles. Yeah. Um, but I also like like fruit candy too, so it makes sense. Um, like Skittles are my favorite candy, so it's just like the Skittles of breakfast because <laughs> it's I th- fruity pebbles. I think part of my yeah. disdain for uh, all the desserts that are trying to be breakfast is that I've never been too into super sweet things. Okay, that's fair. Like yeah. even even as a kid growing up, like I would uh, go during the summer, go with my my grandma on a kind of walk and live with her for a while. Yeah, I used to love going to Blockbuster and getting a movie and whatnot. <laughs> uh, and she probably loved that too up until high school when I picked one movie that my mom and grandma just absolutely wanted me never to pick a movie again. Go ahead. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. buddy. What they kept classic. waiting for the movie to start, and there's like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> like they they couldn't leave the room. The cause... movie about nothing. So it's uh, the Seinfeld of movies. Yes, it, it actually it's, is the Seinfeld of movies. It's about something, but it's not. Not really. There's like three plots, but they're not important at all. No, and they're all in one, and it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, so my grandma would take me out to restaurant. And I remember I was really little, maybe like five, uh, and she was drinking coffee because she's a coffee drinker, a regular coffee, black. Uh, and I'm like, Grandma, can I have, can I have some of your coffee? She's like, sure, thinking like, you know, I'll have the duck reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I drink it, and I keep drinking it, and I finish it, and I can I have some more? Like, I've always, <laughs> I've always like enjoyed more bitter yeah. side of things like dark chocolate. Like, I absolutely despise white chocolate, which is not chocolate. What a hater. No, white chocolate is not chocolate. milk chocolate is also it's good. It's just not, not very good in my my view. It's just yeah. too much cloying. I like, I like dark chocolate. I'm a dark chocolate fan. Yeah. So I've always been more into, yeah. you know, some of those more earthy, bitter flavor profiles than like... The rich palates. Super sweet and sour. Do you like, uh, like cilantro? Yeah. Yeah. Mushrooms no. and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, mushrooms are good. As a kid, I didn't like mushrooms by themselves. You know, like sometimes you get those food trays and mushrooms are like one of the things on there. I did not like that. So I found out a really hard way that my wife did not like mushrooms. Oh, I know this story. So, so sad. Elizabeth, love of my life. Most amazing person I've ever met. She's ever to death. <laughs> uh, so I was really excited. I can't remember if we were married i think we were married or we are engaged either way so i made i was really excited to make beef stroganoff for i really like cooking um i like cooking for my wife uh, mostly because she always tells me it's good uh so beef stroganoff classically made with mushrooms right right yeah you so it's gotta have mushrooms so she was with me when I bought the ingredients. She was with me when I made it. She was with me when I put together the plates. <laughs> so we sit down, we start eating it, and she like she hasn't eat, eaten much of it. I'm like, oh, what, what's wrong? Is, is it not good? She's like, oh, I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I made, made it without it. I made this whole <laughs> dinner with this whole party. What do you mean you don't it's like mushrooms? She's like, no, I hate mushrooms. It's like the least important ingredient in that entire. I'm like, oh, no, no. I'm like, recipe. why? No, it, it is, but it isn't. It's not a stroganoff if you don't have mushrooms. 
like I appreciated that she allowed yeah, yeah. allowed me to go through this thing. I was really excited about. But at the same time, like now I've got all this food that like she isn't gonna eat now. Like I feel bad that she's like going hungry now because she's not like eating something that she's not eating because she's not gonna eat what I made. <laughs> so I found the worst way that she doesn't like mushrooms. So I find out like her sister doesn't like mushrooms. Like this is the this is a fridge thing. I'm her, not a huge her, mushroom surname fan is Fritch, so like yeah. this Does is Gail a, also not like mushrooms. I don't know. I I don't think I don't know. I'm not a huge mushroom guy either. I I don't know. I'm mushrooms not gonna like pick so, them. They're off. like it's good. I like mushrooms in things. It, yeah, it's good it, mushrooms in stuff is yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like if it's on pizza, I'm not gonna be that guy like to pick it off pizza. Like I'll just eat it because it doesn't add. Be that guy. I might be that guy. I'm not that guy. How much mushroom? You're not that guy, bud. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. It's like I can handle a Hawaiian pizza as long as yeah. there's not too much pineapple on it. Hawaiian pizza is it's the not. Bottom. It's not. It is. I think people okay. hate Hawaiian pizza because society tells them to hate Hawaiian pizza. So my issue with a bad Hawaiian pizza is when they get too much pineapple juice on the pizza. Okay, that's fair. That's a good point. That's well, it's also argument. supposed to be made with barbecue sauce, isn't it? I think like it's more that would, that would taste like with better. a more tangy, that would, that would taste better. Taste really better. It does. Yeah, it definitely tastes way better. Like than a barbecued than chicken, it. but without the chicken, and it's said without the chicken, ham, it's ham and or a Canadian bacon. It's really about. good. Yeah, it's that more like a know. luau type of pizza. Yeah, yeah, that that would make sense. No, that does make sense. Yeah, it's good, but I don't yeah. like if there's too much pineapple. Like, you, you can overdo it with a lot of stuff. Yeah, the juice would overflow and like it would make everything taste like pineapple. Like yeah. I'm okay with like the pineapple tasting like pineapple because I want that, but I don't want my ham to taste like pineapple. <laughs> or like the sauce. To you know what I'm like, saying? Like I don't want this. Why does this sauce taste like this? I don't want a pineapple. I just have pineapple. I don't want the whole pizza to taste like pineapple. When have you ever sat around and you're like, I want just pineapple? I don't know. Are well, you oh, kidding? I, have I do you know. ever I had fresh Dole pineapple? Whip. Dole Whip. What? Like a Dole Whip. I'm what sorry. At Disney World, they have like these pineapple. It's a pineapple swirl. So that's when I want pineapple. Like oh. Just pineapple. Fresh pineapple. Delicious. One of the best fruits. Yeah. One of the best fruits. It's, it's if you good. have never had fresh pineapple, you've only had it from a can, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Fresh pineapple is delicious. But um, no, when it's on stuff, I don't want it to overpower everything else. Also fresh and nutmeg. A lot of people have never had fresh nutmeg. Mm. You gotta have a microplane to grind it, and it is so like light and like. This is like a lot of work, though. It's not really. You just no. Okay. So okay, Brandon, you're a you're a prolific cook. Like you like to you like to cook a lot. I, you like to cook. I yeah, I enjoy cooking. I don't like. Where, so where does that where does that come from? Um. Well, my dad is a chef. And he's been a chef for such a long time. Uh, and I know because he was often not around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So probably actually from the Food Channel, Food Network, because I really enjoyed, you, you know, the competition shows like Chopped or oh, yeah. like Iron Chef. Chopped uh, is great. And I guess in some ways that was a, a tie-in with my dad because that was something we could talk about because uh, my dad is a bit more uh, like your traditional you know Midwest father who doesn't talk too much oh sure okay he's a bit more and keeps things more to himself yeah you know uh, so like 
grew growing up the thing we did most together would be fishing or hunting uh and like beyond that there's less engagement from his part into like the things i like to enjoy or do so like i had to kind of come to him in some regards and i think food uh is something that we can kind of you know bring up or like mm-hmm. talk yeah. about a bit um yeah so just and then living by myself i'm the one cooking for myself especially because i don't eat out that much mm-hmm. yeah you guys actually make me eat out more than anything <laughs> uh so yeah and if i'm going to be cooking for myself i'd rather like eating what i'm eating so uh yeah i've gotten into cooking uh, i don't like all the time it takes so i will make enough food of a dish to last week and a half two weeks your meal prepping before meal prepping is cool yeah so i do a lot of so it's like oh this is the day i need to cook so i'm going to put all these things together and this is going to be my evening uh, but then I don't have to do the cooking all the other times. I'm laughing because I I know this because of the day that you said I have soup to eat. <laughs> because you're like, <laughs> and you made this delicious uh, stew. It was a stew. Oh yeah, and it looked amazing. Uh, the venison like, stew. Yeah, but you're like, I have to finish this up, otherwise it it, it is gonna go bad <laughs> or something like that. And you had it for like a like- week. Yeah, it's like yeah, it was probably nearing the two weeks. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I need to. I gotta eat this. this. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was a good stew. Yeah, I made good a soup. Made a bone broth from scratch. You know, that's so. Go that's to, so cool. Go to the festival. Uh, made it over two evenings, um, because it takes you know six plus hours depending on how long, so you know three and a mm. half hours one night, let it cool off, do it some more the next night, and then strain it and then start putting in what you you know want was turned really nice yeah yeah i did not get the deer there's my father had some extra venison so thanks dad so delicious it was delicious like you like are you a venison fan actually i go ahead i will eat whatever's put in front of me sure (laughs) i actually heard your beef stroganoff story I think because I gave you some of my beef stroganoff that I made. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, well, Elizabeth won't eat this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, I will. What? I'm like, let me tell you my pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I still can't believe she didn't say a word. She's an amazing human being. <laughs> it's just funny, though, because like I beef stroganoff, I agree. It, it, it needs it needs mushroom in there. But like it doesn't actually need mushroom. You can make it. You can it make it without yeah, without the not, mushroom. It's not good. It, it won't. Well, but it, it won't it's not be the same. Yeah, it won't be, It'll be beef. A different dish. Yeah, it's like it's beef with gravy and noodles. That's what it is. Right. So, but like you technically could make that yeah. dish. It's just no longer beef. Yeah, but if I'm gonna make it. beef stroganoff, like had I known, I would have had the mushrooms separate and I just right. put them in after. Like it would have been fine. Right. Yeah. The sauce I'm sorry, man. is best though. Like have it. I have, you should have taken some of the sauce separately and then you because mushrooms impart good flavor to the sauce. Same. Yeah. yeah. If I had one complaint about my wife, it would be that she doesn't like mushrooms. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like mushrooms, sorry. She's so close to being perfect, but she doesn't like mushrooms. You know, hey, like mushrooms. you know, you gotta you gotta understand that no, nobody's nobody's perfect and yeah. She doesn't like mushrooms. Nobody's. If that's your that's your your fault, you know that's your one issue. Like, 
You're doing, doing pretty okay. good. I'm, I'm yeah. doing pretty well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you bat out of your league like I did, you, yeah. you got can't be picky, man. If you if yeah. you can hit a home run in the majors, you go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you run those bases. <laughs> don't think about yeah. it. <laughs> can't be picky. So, um, when it, when it comes to like food and stuff, has like, um, we've we've and we've talked a lot about travel, but is there somewhere that like because of something that you made or because of some type of food, like you really want to go to one, you really want to travel to one place. I don't think there's any multiple places. one place. So one of the things my mom made sure to do is growing up, she always had like family vacations. So like they would get in a camper and like during the summer, you know, they, they'd go out and go to different places, you know, uh, in their camper and stuff and she wanted to kind of instill that in our family so every year we go on a vacation um uh so we we spend you know usually about a week uh somewhere usually in the u.s um but we've been to canada on one trip uh, mexico on another trip and then i've been to canada and mexico on two separate trips um so we, we've done a good amount of traveling throughout the U.S. Um, and because of that, I've really kind of enjoyed traveling. And I would, if I had more money, I would be traveling <laughs> a lot a, more throughout the get world. Travel, we got money. Dang. Yeah. So there, I, because I have such a wide appreciation, and I've really instilled this in Max, like, try everything at least once, food-wise. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say sure. you come down <laughs> food wise. I've always always made him be like, he's like, I don't like that. I'm like, have you had it before? No. Like, you need to at least take a bite. Uh, I'm I'm pretty open about you know trying different foods, and I've really found a lot of different things that I enjoy that way. I'm drawn to like pretty much every you know unique cuisine culturally that you know isn't around here. Uh, so. Yeah, I would love to go to Japan. Uh, I would love to go to China. Uh, I would love to go to Thailand. Or, like, I don't know that food would really draw me to England. (laughs) (laughs) Would I like to go to England someday? Yeah. More Scotland. I really enjoy Scotch. Uh, But France, you know, Mm. Germany... Um, but yeah, food, food is something that would be like a bonus to visiting other places. Sure. I'm not sure there's a place that I want to visit just because of the food. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe Japan just cause I like ramen, like real ramen, not, (laughs) (laughs) not, not the box. Yeah. Not, not cup ramen. Not the cup ramen. No shade. It's also sometimes... Uh, really hard to get the ingredients that you would need for like a good ramen, especially when you think about ramen shops in Japan. Yeah. They start the broth the night before. Or longer. Or, or, or longer. Like it, the bone broth sits for whatever they have yeah, sits 24 hours, a takes a lot of time. And there's a lot of things that go into ramen. Like balancing your broth, 
with your aromatic oils and the tare and you got to get the noodles right. It's really hard to, you can't use angel hair pasta. You're making me hungry. For, <laughs> for your ramen. Like, oh, like there are specific things that you have for a traditional ramen that aren't easily available. I mean, like they're available because it's America. It's available if you know where to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I made ramen uh, for myself, uh, I did not try to make the noodles. Uh, and after looking into it, I don't have the right equipment because you really need uh, one of those noodle press kind of machines to kind of make the noodles. Um, but Costco has like ramen noodles dehydrated that you can make, you know, just easily, you know, boil like any other noodle. Uh, and it's the ramen noodle, not angel hair pasta. Or soba <laughs> yeah. noodles, which is typically, or yeah. rice noodles. Oh my goodness. Oh, people yeah. will. Udon or. Yeah. It's not gla- glass. It's like, this doesn't there. sound Italian, so it must be correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I like ramen. It's good stuff. I laughed a little bit when you said I wouldn't go to England though, because the one, the one, yeah, the one place my wife wants to travel to internationally is England, and I talked about this before. So I'm gonna be packing a bunch of crustables and uh, PB and J. Frozen and crustables are actually very good. Yeah, England is just America, but with less stuff and more expensive. It, no, it also has but, worse food. Yeah, worse food. That's <laughs> like, they, they're they're like the it. only good food over there is Indian. Yeah. Yes, they they. I hear they actually have some fantastic Indian. They do. Food there. Her her cousin lives there, and um. But the truth, like she's found. I mean, I, there's good food there. Like you, you just have to find it. It's just that the joke is like the average British food is just terrible. Yeah. But like, mushy, you can find good restaurants. Mushy peas is a thing. Like a lot of a, a side, If you had mushy dish, peas, you did it wrong. A, a lot, lot of side things. dish with with your with your fish and chips is in some places mushy peas. It's just like mushed up peas. One of my favorite counts. <laughs> like you is, might look at it and be like guacamole. That doesn't sound too bad, guacamole. And but no, no, you'd be disappointed. It's mushy peas. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite counts is like this guy. Who, takes pictures of like uh sporting event foods in in England <laughs> and every time he he said it's a joke like it's a viral joke because yeah. every time he tweets, he tweets something out it's just like why why would you eat that <laughs> you know like who who is stomaching that well if you're in England at a soccer game i mean like it's either that or it you probably die, doesn't so matter <laughs> probably doesn't matter what you're eating because you're probably punch drunk anyway it's probably true yeah. Yeah, I mean everyone yeah, I mean how else are you gonna get yeah. into like the mood for a riot? Like That's why there's pubs everywhere. It's <laughs> like, hey, let's get drunk before we eat because everything we eat tastes bad, so at least we won't forget it. <laughs> the munchies are doing the heavy Maybe lifting. they're onto something. I don't know. Maybe Maybe they're onto something. Yeah. <laughs> well you gotta think I mean, think about it then. Like Wisconsin has what is it like Five of the top ten drunkest cities in oh, yeah. the I mean, country. Seven of the ten. The worst. Seven it's, out of the ten. It's, it's, like uh, it's maybe, <laughs> maybe our food is also disgusting, but and we drink no, enough. No, no, our <laughs> our drinking is tied to Germany. Yeah. So we've got uh, yeah. we've got better like food in that regard to like 
German or like Polish food infusion. Wisconsin, what is like Wisconsin? Well, Wisconsin food's gotta be like what? Fish cheese. fry, cheese brats. curds, brats, brats, brats right. cheese curds are like yeah, fish Good fry, on the hard roll, mm-hmm. yeah, supper club food, dude, brats. I don't understand supper clubs in any way, shape, or form. Like I know they're. Like I read an article on WBAY not too long ago about the decline of the supper club, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> What's so different from a supper club from a restaurant? Like um, I, I could never understand. It's only thing. open for. I know the definition of this. Go ahead. It's only open for supper. Like that's the def, that that's, <laughs> that's literally it. so it can only be open for supper, and then like the um, usually supper clubs. Um are served like they serve apps in like a family style way so like not all of them do this because like traditional supper clubs have like bring out um like i'm trying to think of one back back home which like then they open for brunch i think they lost their supper club ass, but um <laughs> they used to <laughs> they used, yeah they open right, for sunday because any any place does open up they for close, brunch for yeah. mother's day yeah but yeah, that's what it is, Supper Club. I mean, they, I don't know. I, I'm with you, though. Like, I'm not a big, I have a coworker. Like, the menu is set, too, right? Like, it doesn't. Um, No, I mean. No. Like, there's there's menus, but like, I don't know. I, what do you mean by set menu? Like. Like, this is what we're serving. Everybody oh, gets this. No, no. No. You can order whatever you want. Like, the one in, um, I'm trying to think of Harborside, right? Some of them Harborside? will just have, like. Harborside Green Street is another one. Yeah. Some we went to Harborside. Some just have, like, a couple options. Harborside's burgers are huge. Besides three station, sure, but you wouldn't get a burger at like a. I mean, my wife did because that's what she was like weirdly craving at the moment was a burger. It came out as it was larger than my head. I think I held it up. Do you have a picture of this? Um, no, I show don't. me later. I, no. I, my wife might have a picture. Oh, okay. It's huge. It's huge. The problem with burgers that large is cooking them right. Yeah, yeah, because you can very easily undercook or overcook. It was good. Or it's super. Any. It was good. Good options. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Could you, the, another issue with burgers is with like the push to like making fancy burgers for the photos for the gram. <laughs> I don't have any gram. social media. Uh, but anyway, is that some of them are too large. Like, mm. it's like the impossible burgers are too to, large? Yeah, yeah. It's impossible to fit in your mouth. Like some of these burgers, they look great, but it's not practical yeah, that's, to like fit in your mouth. This is a like, good debate. Like our burgers, our burgers becoming too much. If you, what, what if do you, you mean? cannot fit it near, like, mouth are people getting too like advent? Like sometimes I just like burgers too are burgers, fancy. man. Like I, I don't mind having interesting toppings. Like I've had peanut butter on burgers. Like I've had lots of interesting things on burgers. But sometimes when a burger, like when I see pictures of like again on the Instagram, whatever, of some burgers that come out of restaurants, I'm like. How are you? How am I supposed to eat that? If you, if you have, have to deconstruct to, it, yes, it's an issue. it's not a burger. If I had to eat it with a fork because my mouth can't physically fit the burger, I, I can't physically fit the burger in my mouth. It's not a burger anymore. But, it's like a similar issue with Bloody Marys. Like they've gotten a bit out of control. <laughs> like I'm yeah. all for like some nice like toppings or whatever, yeah, but, but like, like holy man, a full on chicken. You have like a. <laughs> You have like an appetizer tree coming out of yeah. these things. Like, there's a place in Mo- they, they give you full on chicken, like a rotisserie chicken. Who's that for? That's a meal. That's not a Bloody Mary. 
let me give you let me give you like a definition of what a cheeseburger should be. Okay. So like, I don't know if we've had this discussion on the podcast. So benchmark July fourth. Okay. Okay. You had a cookout for Independence Day. Yep. You know you're hanging out. You got you got your brats. You got your burger. So when you think about July fourth. And you think outside of the burgers and brats, what else? What else is there? Uh, hot dogs. Sure, hot dogs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, chips. 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 Potato sure. salad. What else are you gonna have with Potatoes your burger? Um, Heinz. Uh, I like my own lettuce, tomatoes. No, 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 no. Not what I meant. Not <laughs> Heinz fifty-seven. Not what I meant. Cheddar cheese. French what? A, what else? When Pepper you get Jack. your food, what else do you need? Uh, a place. A, a drink. A drink. Yeah. We got beer. Okay. One yeah. hand, burger. Other, other hand. hand, yeah. Boom. Yeah. If you have the to burger's yeah. got to be in, in one, one hand, hand so you I can agree. hold your drink, or do something else yeah. with the other hand. Throw I'm a frisbee. Throw a football. I'm with Throw you. a ball. Catch whatever. A baseball while juggling a baby. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> do you remember? You're at a baseball that? game. Yeah, it happens. Yes. Yeah. Some of those like viral videos of guys that uh, uh, holding a later, baby and then he catching up was... fly ball. Oh, I've seen a lot of them. I'm a big baseball fan. So like, you yeah. gotta you gotta be able to hold the burger in one hand, so you can have beer in the other hand. No, I agree. Mm. Yeah, because I think I just think people are getting too too nuts with the burgers. Like I don't, you know, avocado slices fine. And I think, but this, if you're making if you have a burger and then you're putting a full on taco on top of the burger, <laughs> it's no longer a burger. I if you're gonna use one of those that. toothpicks to hold it together, you're doing yeah, too much. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm with you. I think this goes back to what you're talking about before, Cameron. The feasting has gotten <laughs> Oh, here we go. It's gotten, here a bit, we go. it's gotten a bit too much. Tying it in. We're trying we're trying too hard with our food, is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah because we're like an what, appreciation. Who, who is that for? Who is all that excessiveness for? It's not for the consumer. It's for showing off to all the people on social that media. That you can do it. That, yeah. that, like that's who it's for. It's I like agree. not for whoever's actually eating it like we're not rightly focusing on like the function of the thing and the practicality like you can make a good burger just like look nice but you you know you want to stand out to be to get all the all the views on instagram what what's going to stand out you know like this crazy cornucopia of things coming off of a, a bloody mary or, you know, just like a normal Bloody Mary. Like. A Bloody Mary, that's good. <laughs> this reminds me of the scene in you can't uh, taste Parks the picture, and Rec. So. Wait, you haven't seen Parks and Rec? I've seen Parks and Rec. Yeah, I've seen Parks and Rec. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you have. Um, where Ron cooks a burger. Yeah. Like, they have the burger off. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, he's like, a burger is a burger. And he just makes a simple burger. And then... It's um, like meat, cheese, and a bun. Uh, Oh, what's his face? I'm trying to. I'm like uh, Chris Rob Traeger. Lowe. Chris, Chris Traeger. Traeger. Yeah, yeah, I was like Traeger's the last name. I can remember the first name. Um, he's a vegetarian. Makes like the vegetarian. Vegan even. <laughs> yeah. I was like. And Ron just gets so mad. He's like, no, a burger is a burger. It's a beef patty and a bun, and that's it. And then he makes it, and everybody else, everybody loves the beef burger instead of the portobello mushroom burger that Chris Traeger makes. Yeah. Yeah. He he's just like reminds me of that. Where did I go? Don't mess wrong? with it. He's like, what happened? Yeah, don't mess with it. Just, just keep it what it is. You don't have to get too fancy. There, there's something to be said about like remembering where we come from. Yeah, and like I like Go I ahead. like sophisticated food, but sometimes simplicity. Like, simplicity, like tradition. You know, like there's a reason why 
things become traditions or why we mm. put value on uh, things that we pass down over time. It's like we start to lose lose sight when we're so worried about the fireworks, you know, so worried about making it look really cool or like the purpose behind, you know, Christmas instead of celebrating it a month ahead of time. You know, right. We, we kind of lose focus or get oversaturated. Yep. Uh, especially in like this culture where everything's so, so much vying for your attention. Mm. Um, you know, we just going back to simplicity, you know, uh, I think is pretty important. Um, my mom's a third order Franciscan. Uh, um, what does that mean? Uh, so she's part of the Franciscans. So like first order would be a, a priest. Second order is Franciscan nun, I believe. Okay. And then third order is what anyone can be like the a lady, lady. that is oh. also a Franciscan. So they've like uh, joined the Franciscan um, order. Sure. Uh, and so they've made you know, a pledge and commitment in line with, with those values and stuff. And, um, that's been really helpful for my mom for spiritual growth and stuff. Um, I, even within kind of Mantuak, just cause, uh, it's kind of directed her faith wise more in a way that kind of like I was missing, uh, yeah. with not having, you know, the depth into, uh, the action into the faith. Um, and which is it, it's a bit sad too because what's our parish? Saint Francis. Saint Francis. <laughs> it is, and the the Franciscans are kind of dying out a bit mm. because a lot of them are a bit older, and there isn't really any tie into from the parish. I think into what the Franciscans mm. are kind of doing, or you know, not really any kind of holding them up or like trying to connect them. Yeah. They're so I, far. Right, I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think would be like nice given it's our, our namesake. Um, hmm. But she, yeah. she's been able to like reconnect a lot more to like core values and tradition and like um, tying into how she lives out you mm-hmm. know, more simply or um, it kind of switches her mindset. Like, yeah. Um, and I think tying ourselves back to tradition is kind of something we kind of need to do in order to like maybe draw more people to the faith, like showing the importance because so often people just go to mass for the weekend. Right. Or they've even left and gone to more performative churches in mm-hmm. quotes, you know, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they're putting on more of like a concert or something. Yeah. Your yeah. faith and yeah. hope, hope churches of the world. Yeah. Where, you know, all that dazzle and sparkle of the, that burger that you can't really take a bite of. Uh, like, it's really losing out on kind of the tradition. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah you know, sure. and I think we need to be able to bring that more to people and show them, like, look at that cheeseburger. It's not. <laughs> it's not yeah. it, like. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's just like we need to be able to, like, figure out a, a, a good way to, like, really bring that to people because and like something i noticed or noticed something i've been asked a couple times about by different people was uh 
was it this man is you is that the name of it? that that yeah. man is you that man, that is, man you. Yeah. is you sorry which uh i think is is a great step in a direction like that uh the program if you, you i'm not being sponsored by them or anything but <laughs> it's about um men tying tying into their their faith in scripture and um, showing them how to be good men in the faith and what that means and bringing that home. Um, it's really targeting uh, families, so fathers, uh, but any man can, can go. Um, and I I think they had a, a sign of like 77 people mm-hmm. or something. Were you one of them? Uh, no, yeah. mainly because of the time. Yeah, 6 in the morning is rough. They, yeah, they get together at 6 in the morning. Uh I can have issues with sleeping, and that is too rough, <laughs> especially on a Saturday, which is like a recharge day for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, there's clearly a desire for that tradition. You know, something more beyond just attending the mass. You, you know, be it not that we need more. Like it's the summit of of what we do, uh, but we don't always take the action like outside and like connecting more to the, the faith makes my job easier at edge because I can see a lot of these kids who just don't really have any of that tie into tradition. Like some of the, the basic things that they're just un, unaware of or yeah. don't know is can be a bit shocking. Um, so like, I don't know more ways to like draw people in general into the, the tradition I think is something we need to do. I don't quite know the best way to do that or what's the right answer, but just a cheeseburger, man. Just a cheeseburger. Yeah, I, I, I struggle a lot with um, that as well, just trying to find the most simplistic. Like, in a, in a parish of our size, it is a real struggle because we are trying to reach a lot of different families from a lot of different backgrounds. So it very easily can become, let's try to put on as many different things as we can to try to pull in a lot of people. Because at the end of the day, like ministry is still, we're trying to bring Mm -hmm. Christ Mm -hmm. to everyone. We're trying to, yeah, we're trying to evangelize to everyone. And the problem that we have is like, a lot of people might know about Christ and might consider themselves to be Christian. Christian. Yeah. Um, and I go just on a slight tangent. Um, you know, we love Father what, Mike Schmidt. tangent from burgers? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, know, you know how much we love Father Mike Schmidt's here? No. Right? What? Who? So the, ca- the catechism in a year. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the Bible in a year, stop. Go do that. Welcome back. Glad you listened to the Bible in a year. So during the Catechism in a Year podcast, um, today was about professing uh, Jesus as Lord. So Mm -hmm. uh, all the different, it was going through all the names, the titles that we give Jesus, right? Jesus, Son of God, Jesus Christ, the the Christ. Jesus, today was Jesus, the Lord. Um, That, and Father Mike was talking about how as a Christian what does it mean to be a Christian if you go around and you ask Joe Schmo from across from on the street like what does it mean to be Christian 
what are the things that he's going to say? Being a good person, you know, giving, maybe giving money, maybe being really, I don't know, he might say that we're being backward in our social teaching or, or whatever. But you might get a lot of like being a good person, you know, like giving out love, you know, as Aaron Rodgers would like to say, uh, just giving out love and just loving everybody and giving hugs and whatever. When in reality, make sure you pray for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he just had a season-ending <laughs> yeah. injury, so that's yeah. not cool. Uh, love Aaron. It's fine. <laughs> He's so close. Uh, so close. He's so close. <laughs> so close. Yeah, Searching for something. He's so close. So when it comes to being Christian, like it is very good that people mm-hmm. might say that being a Christian is about being good things, but being a Christian is professing mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ is God, right. <laughs> that Jesus Christ came, died for sins, came back from the dead and ascended into heaven. Mm-hmm. Being a Christian is professing that faith. That's what being a Christian is. Of course, professing that and, following the teachings of Christ brings us to other places. But when we dilute, I think we can have, we just talked about how you can go too far with the fanciness with the burger. If you dilute too much of the faith to just being a good person, then we run into the issues that we have with our Protestant brothers and sisters where it's like, I just need a good message and good music. It's like, go watch a Ted talk then. Oh yeah, yeah. This faith is not that simple. So I find that I find that interesting as well. And then when you run into like all these programs that we do, you do run into a situation where you might dilute a little bit. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm not saying that we should be doing less things. Um, I think we should you should be doing something that brings you in community with the faith that is still in line with church teaching. I'm not using this as a long way to say that that's why I'm not doing this man as you. Uh, <laughs> it's because I'm already doing, <laughs> I'm already doing it. Not like we do the podcast and I do, yeah. I, have a, I help out with edge and I help out with life team. And I love doing all three of those things. Uh, three, three is enough for me. I, six in the morning is really tough for me on Saturday, but I hope that it, I hope that it goes really well because that's really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And when you have really great opportunities for especially men, especially fathers to have time to be with other men in prayer and in scripture and in learning about the faith. I think that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a sharing between men that men feel more comfortable with or can do or have like an understanding with that. They often like have trouble with their counterparts or like, yeah, even in a marriage, like there's still the traditional idea that you kind of stand on the front line and so you don't always notice who's behind you yeah. if you're you know feel like you're always you know holding that line mm-hmm. i also think too our parish um like it's 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 gonna be a good thing for for men like sometimes uh a lot of the there's a lot of great women's groups that we there's have a lot of great women awesome groups, groups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of great ones nomads um yep yeah i'm just thinking that there's a lot of awesome uh groups either for women or geared towards women, I guess you could say. Um, there might be that's, men in it, but there might be men in it, but like uh, not many, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But it's so important for men 
to gather together, especially in faith. And really, uh, the only thing that we that I can think of on the top of my head is like knights, which do they do great stuff. I mean, you're you're a knight; they do awesome stuff. Yes, but like, I am a knight. it's the only kind of thing, and I think it can be intimidating. It's like, well, I'm not that strong in my faith. I don't know. Like, so I think that the Batman is you. I keep trying. I, I keep wanting to say this man is you too. Me too. I yeah, think, I think that man both is of those is going to be. I hope it's great. I, at my last parish, I did that. That man is you, and it's still going on years later. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been going on for, I want to say, almost a decade. They don't do it every weekend. Like they'll they'll bring it back, like we're doing here. It's like a sessions, and then like take a break, and then you bring it back. And people have been going for a decade plus, um, and it keeps growing and growing. So I I hope it flourishes because I do think, um, you know, the importance of fatherhood and fathers being involved in the family um, cannot be overstated. Um, and so hopefully um, it, it, hopefully it, it uh, strengthens not only the faith of the um, men going to it, but at the end of the day, the faith of the whole family too, because mm-hmm. of that foundation, the importance of the father in the family being, Motherhood is also important too. (laughs) It's equally as important, um, but there's so many studies on the importance of the dad, your good father figure, and 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 being a, um, you know, example, an example of a good Christian faith in the household. The father being a father practicing and actively practicing his faith. Oh yeah, it is far more likely than that the children will also. Yep. Practice the faith. Yep. Um, if the head of the household does 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 that as well. Yeah. Not to say that like people, it, it, but statistically speaking, yeah, that, that that's is, that's yeah. totally fine. There's exceptions to every Brandon, I did also want to ask you about because you're a cantor. Yes. For for the parish, I want to ask how you kind of got into music and how that kind of has impacted your faith journey. Um. I. I've been doing choir since like, um, I don't know, middle uh, uh, elementary school, uh, and then transitioning into high school around college. My mom was like, "You need to do at least one. In, you need to do something musical, an instrument or uh, something else." Um, because she she really wanted us to be kind of well rounded in what we did, like do an extracurricular, do something something music oriented because she felt it was really important to um, be in tune with music because of all the different things that does for you. And yeah. um, And music, music just holds a a special place in like the human experience that not much of anything else does. Uh, um, So I chose choir. I was already doing piano at the conservatory with Sister Cecilia. Uh, Rest in peace, Sister Cecilia you missed uh and i decided i didn't want to do band so i did choir with mr burr um and you know i really enjoyed that i was kind of in a transition period i was forced to do tenor uh because we needed tenors oh, yeah and i could I go falsetto but like oh man that. that transitional range was just dreadful 
Yeah. Uh, and so I, I eventually got to be shifted to baritone and then finally bass, even though he really wanted me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that pain. My yeah. freshman year of high school, I was put into being bass. They didn't even listen to anything. And then, and I was fine, but I'm really a baritone. And then, um, when I joined Broadway company, um, they put me in a role that I had to sing a little, a little bit higher. It was, it was a true tenor role. Um, I didn't want it, but I got it. And so then they made me become, so I went from bass to tenor and then I stuck there cause they're like, you can do falsetto. And I was like, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> baritone is yeah. a really great spot but yeah i feel that pain i feel that <laughs> yeah so uh when i moved back to matchwalk um you know going to mass more regularly you know at that point yeah uh you know i i've had people mention at mass like i was very much in line with with the oh I can't remember who said it, but it's like uh, praying through song, like singing through, singing full heartedly in song, praising God mm-hmm. is like praying twice. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, um, you put your whole self into it yeah, uh, in a way a quote, that but... it's hard to do just normally in prayer. Like, uh, it, there's just something about really putting yourself into the song and the lyrics and yeah. praising God that just. It's hard to get yourself in that place mentally in prayer normally because there's so many mental distractions and a lot of those go away if you're like really focusing on, on, on the music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I've always been someone who, who sings at mass, like, um, you know, in the pews. And um, I had had I've had quite a few people tell me before, like, you have such a lovely voice at the end of mass. Especially the old ladies. They, <laughs> it's always the cute old ladies, man. They have, they have less always. issues, you know, turning around and, <laughs> and complimenting you yeah. at the end of Mass. And so I've had I had a lot of people tell me, like, oh, you have a, such a good voice. And, you know, I was trying to consider at that time because uh, I wasn't doing too many active things, you know, for my faith, you know, as I, I had mentioned, so like, trying to be more intentional in how how I uh, go about living my faith, you know, connecting to it more in action. And, you know, I I had been told that, and, you know, I started to think, you know, hey, God, are you, are you trying to tell me to, like, because <laughs> this, this has happened, like, a few, like, more than a few times at this point. So uh, I was like, oh, I don't, why don't, why don't I give Cantoring a shot? And, um Michelle Bishop, who's been on here before, is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, she's my favorite person as an accompanist because I never know what she's going to do. Yeah. She's she's so much fun. And, she is, yeah. Um, she is who I started with. Um, I like doing the 6.30 Mass on Sundays. And uh, I prefer being up in the loft because I have anxiety issues being in front of all the people. Mm-hmm. And I can kind mm-hmm. of feel the weight of, oh, this is a mess. Don't don't mess up because this is the most important point of the week. <laughs> uh, so being being upstairs is where I prefer to be. Um, and that first time I I cantered, oof, that was rough. The second time was also a bit rough, but it got a bit easier, you know, um, 
kind of leaned into the, the nerves a bit more and got a bit more comfortable. Um, but that's kind of what that what that's what pushed me into cantering is just wanting to do more and then kind of being aware of like god what are you asking me to do to do more and like all those old nice old ladies who kept on telling me you have such a lovely voice Mm -hmm. i'm just like Mm -hmm. oh you know what i do have an okay voice (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah god gave you a true i do have have an okay voice so like if i'm gonna be at mass anyway and you know i always put myself into singing i might as well you know actually like yeah try cantering and see how it goes if that's something i can do or or enjoy and so that's how i started cantering and yeah still cantering once in a while when i'm on the schedule yeah sunday nights you <laughs> sunday night. see the sunday night show six, six, <laughs> six thirty p.m yeah get early reserve your seat <laughs> are you seeing this weekend uh yes actually are you actually yeah oh cool there you go <laughs> come and uh, see the concert yeah, yeah. Six thirty p.m nice be there be square be yeah that's right be at mass or be square yeah. <laughs> and in that trouble is, a lot <laughs> that <Stop>. is the <laughs> same where did it come from what does that mean know. what does I, it I mean no to be, be square like be square. squares are pretty great like you do a lot with squares yeah i don't know what I think, it, I think it's more like you're you're not rounded yes yeah right? i don't know like that you're square you're square you're boring or something well, yeah. Be the, there. Are you like the same as everybody else? Being, no being a square means like someone who's a killjoy. You're oh, such okay, a yeah. You're such a square. Yeah. Like you're a bit of a killjoy because we want to do something and you're like, no, we should womp, really womp. follow the rules and we shouldn't do that. Or the teacher such wouldn't a square. be happy if you did that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the appropriate kid insult, maybe not anymore, but used to be like, stop yeah. being such a square. Like, then there's also, like, everything is square. Like, everything is good. Like, isn't that a saying? Everything is square? Yeah, like, are we, yeah. Are we, like, like, are we square? Yeah, are we square? Are we good? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are yeah. we copacetic? Yeah. yeah. Are we what? <laughs> copacetic. Uh, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? It's like, we good. We even. In harmony. Like, we, we Gucci. Gucci. Oh, good. Gucci, yeah. Gucci main. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not Gucci main. <laughs> is it in jail? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I don't keep up with which rapper SoundCloud, is SoundCloud rappers or is not in jail. You should. I know. Somebody has to. Brand, someone, Brandon someone, is Brandon is on social media. Someone, I'm not on social media. Like, you got to be the dude. No, whenever I see like, oh, so and so has been arrested, I'm always like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> unless it is, unless our, unless you are a big. The only name. one more recently I'm aware of is yeah. Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he really needs someone. Yeah, but he really that. deserved to be in right. jail for racketeering. <laughs> he and he uh, he probably being a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I don't really know many rappers besides like the big names. Yee. I know who Yee is. John Yee. Yeah. I mean, I know Yee. I mean, I know all the big names, right? But, like, whenever there's, like, a new young. I was just talking about this today. Young. There's a lot of youngs, like, Y. But it's not Y-O-U-N-G. It's Y-U-N-G. Like, there's a lot of young. Insert something here. Or And then. Or Lil. Yeah. Or Lil. Lil Wayne. But, like, there's a lot of, like, other Lil's. That was just, like, kind of blew up with the mumble rap. Yeah, it used to be Lil John and Lil Wayne, but now there's, like, Hundreds of lils. 
and Young's. Yeah. Were you, was it you, Brandon, that showed me um, Young Gravy? Young Gravy. <laughs> no. I think I, I showed you. Was that Julia? I think I may have showed Young Gravy. You must have showed. No, I think it was. They're like was sampled, sampled uh, yeah. Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah. Yeah. And I I died at yeah. hearing his name. That was Young Gravy. Young and Gravy. It's spelled. A, it's spelled wrong. Y-U-N-G. B, like, I looked at this man in a music video. I'm like, is this a real person? Yes. Is this a real thing that he, is that his yeah. stick? Is He's a fellow thing? badger. Go badge. He's <laughs> he a badger? To, yeah, he went to oh, Madison. Okay. Right. Yeah, makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. Are you more inclined to like, like a musical artist or an athlete or something if they're from Wisconsin? No. Um, no. No, I don't know. it's purely the music, the lyrics, you know, but like, I, I feel listen like, to a lot of music, probably like one to four new albums every week. So, I mean, yeah. I do like, I Not feel like I, I like JJ Watt because I don't think I'd like JJ Watt if he wasn't from if Wisconsin. If he wasn't a Badger, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I do. But then I'll, but Young Gravy's from Minnesota. He went to Madison. <laughs> so this, like, is it just like, yeah. because you were at Madison though? So like you've got because especially colleges. No but, no, but he's from Wisconsin. Like I'm saying, like the state of Wisconsin. Like yeah, he's but, from Pewaukee. He's from like my hometown. Yeah, I just mean like colleges. But he went to Minnesota. Or he's a, a Badger. Wait, are we talking about Young Gravy or JJ Watt? Young Gravy. Oh, Young Gravy. No, he went to Madison. He's he's from Minnesota. Okay, JJ Watt. JJ Watt from Pewaukee. From Pewaukee went, he to, Wisconsin. went to Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like I feel like I like him more. Because he went to Wisconsin. Like, he's from Wisconsin. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's part of, like, the yeah. college culture. Yeah. Like, people have a lot of, um, what's the word? But okay. I also feel like I like Willem Dafoe because he was Willem, he's from Well, Wisconsin. like, even, Dafoe? like, if Father Jason still does the suey, you know. Oh, from yeah. when, it, when he went to Arkansas? Yeah, yeah. There, there's like Pig, oh, uh, allegiance. Pig suey people, or... like, sure. have allegiance yeah. to, like, you, you... You talk up where, where I can't even Stevens remember. Stevens Point. Stevens Point, man. Is Pointers. That, is that a is that a college? Yeah, I guess it's a great college. <laughs> is it? Stevens Point is a great college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you've you, got you've you got consistently throughout this Stevens all my Point. Time knowing you, have, Stevens have Point is a Stevens Point. It's a great like, town. <laughs> it's the one of the it, the only cheaper in state like school for tuition is Platteville, and you don't want to go to Platteville because there's nothing going on there. Seaman's Point's a great town. Is it really cheaper than um the what's the one in uh way northern Wisconsin? No. It's, uh, River it, Falls? River Falls is a little more expensive. At least when I went. Then when I went Stevens Point, really? When I went, oh, the right. only cheaper wow. place than Stevens Point was Platteville. Oh wow, that's crazy. Okay. So you got you got Stevens Point. It's a great town. It's a you it's a great mix of good academics. Okay. Good academics. Bang for your buck when you're talking about Mun Muns, okay? They have a great natural art, natural resources program. They have a brand new chemistry building. They have one of the best education programs in the state. That's actually, yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. All good things. Point Brewery is there, okay? So you got some good beer, (laughs) all right? If you're of drinking age. Correct. And I went there. I know. Dub. Are you on the alumni saying, like when you when you put it Wikipedia you of get, notable alumni? Yeah, no, no, I'm not John. <laughs> no, we should be. We have a podcast. Put you on the map. Yeah, but I don't want to be a notable alumni because no. I'm not going to get letters from them asking for money. Oh yeah, that's fair. 
that might be the the time you realize, oh, we need to stop the podcast. Can I tell you my like Joan Cusack story. John Cusack. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. Yeah. No. So she Who went to that? Madison. Who is that? Joan Cusack. Yeah, oh gosh, she's an actress. She's in a lot of things. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Must not be that. Money. School of Rock. She's the principal. Oh, cool. All right. You know what I'm talking yep. about. Now. I love School of Rock. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, oh. I don't know why that. She's in way more, but for some reason no, that was School of Rock yeah. is good. Um, is that the principal from Alvin and the Chipmunks? Oh, <laughs> I have not seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that movie. I have no idea. But anyways, so she's a badger. <laughs> you laugh, but I was actually being serious. <laughs> I have no idea. She's a badger? Yeah, she went okay. to Madison. Uh, and being on homecoming committee, we had to invite like alumni, right? Like homecoming, come home, hang out with us. And and some people would like be like, oh, thanks for the letter. Like, no, I'm busy. And we would send out to like notable alumni. Some people came like... Uh, Anders Holm came. Um, Ooh. the guy from uh, Workaholics. Oh, okay, sure. Um, tall guy. Uh, I don't. I don't know how else to describe. Which one him. from Workaholics? The tall one. Okay. That without the fro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only one of them was tall. Yeah. Um. Yes, he's very tall. He was a swimmer at Madison. <laughs> Funny enough. Oh, there you go. Um. Yeah. Uh. So, anyways, we sent all, all these letters. Joan Cusack. You can't send a letter to. She hates Madison <laughs> with a passion. Like she's alumni there, but she like would she like made multiple people cry when they, when they would call or like ask for money or like be like send out letters. Like she would make people cry. That wow. she was that mean. <laughs> so why she's did, on she's on a no call list. Why does she hate? I don't Madison? know. I have no idea. She graduated from there. I don't know if something bad happened. I've I've no idea. Nobody knows anything about why. She just has a strong. She has not gone to campus, from what I know, to Madison since she graduated there. Like she hasn't visited once, and I have no idea what happened there. Hopefully, nothing bad. Like I hope. I hope it's you know, yeah. maybe it was something bad. But she, yeah, she made people like cry. Like right. yeah, it's a whole whole thing. Maybe it yeah. was just like a. Why are you? <laughs> John Mulaney has a really good bit about colleges asking for money <laughs> after yeah. you've, you've gone money. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already took all my other money. Because so. I've already given Stevens Point $40,000 for my... And now most of that wasn't my own John money. It was taxpayer money because of grants. But like you got $40,000 from teaching me yeah. for four years. Like, but you haven't taught me in... Eight years. Why? Why am I giving you money? Right. How am I giving money to the church because the church Continue. sustains yeah, me right, right. <laughs> in my spiritual life and does amazing work that I also participate and continue to receive blessings from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not the same thing with Stevens Point. I mean, maybe I if Stevens I made Point, like millions upon everybody should go to Stevens Point. Yeah. If you have college, if you have almost college bound students in your house, Stevens Point. Great school. So Legions. And I hear how great Stevens Point is all the time from Kevin. It's great. I just meant what I meant before was just like people have an allegiance. Like you yeah. like uh those guys a bit more because they you know, he went yeah. to Madison, right? Yeah, I guess. Maybe I it's just because you invest so much money you don't want to like yeah, admit that you wasted fallacy. some yeah, yeah, yeah. sunk in cost fallacy. Um I still like Madison's a great school. They usually do yeah, that's a good school. The schools that Madison, have like sports bad. too also m- m- kind of mold their culture 
around the two. That's like, true too. Yeah. In. Sure. Yeah. And like that kind of carries over like the team tribalism. I feel like the only places that aren't like that, like for big universities, are like Ivy Leagues. Like Ivy Leagues, nobody cares about the sports, but like there's a lot of notable. Yeah, Harvard, alumni. it's all about the rowing, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but like I can't name a single rower besides like the people, the brothers that were in uh, yeah. that invented Facebook. Yeah. Oh, uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah, but like the, no, the uh, he wasn't a rower, but the brother that the ones the brothers brothers that with him. Sure. And, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake's character. No. 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 no, no, no. The twins. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who, what's I, what's I the name? You. What's I the name? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah, you got me. I've seen the social network. Yeah. Right. I wrote the case. Yeah, I, I also think that, any college where your sport sucks. So like any yeah. school, any like football, like college football is super regional, obviously. But like if if you are an SEC school, football is the deal. Yeah, it's everything. Right. Right. If you're at a Big Ten school, football is the deal. Unless you're Rutgers. Marquette was basketball. But also like. Like yeah, yeah like yeah, Big right, East, exactly. Big yeah. East ACC yeah. basketball because you've got like Duke, North Carolina, like schools that excel yeah. primarily in one thing. There's not a lot of schools that excel in multiple sports. You think like Ohio State for a little while was good at basketball and football. Wisconsin was really good at basketball and football for the longest yeah, time. For they had like the a, longest a, tenure a, of going a, in for a short for a short amount of time and yeah. bowl games. Yeah, but like the problem with that is that. You, if you're in a big conference, like you've got a better shot at going yeah, to the tournament. Not bigger conference at a, as an at bid and or, or an at large bid because right. you play tougher competition. Yeah, you know you're not you're. Well, you're, you're more not, likely to draw the, the kids that have the talent to. Like Alabama's yeah. good at basketball. What's that? Alabama's good at basketball now and football. Yeah, but nobody really cares because football. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's not like oh I go oh I got your point now like. Is built around the culture is built around a a sport. You can be good at yeah. multiple, but like it's yeah. yeah. Like here it's football. Here it's basketball. Like everything, hockey, everything in Alabama, every other athletics program, especially because of Title Nine, women's sports is paid for because Alabama is good at football. Right. Yeah. Like the yeah. reason that all this works out is because they have one big draw. Michigan, especially Michigan and Ohio State, like the reason that they're able to have very diverse and very flourishing other athletic programs is football. Right. Yeah. Because you sell out the big house because you sell out the horseshoe. Yeah. 80,000, 90,000 tickets every week. You've got more games because you're going to bowl games. You're going to college playoff games. TV endorsements. TV endorsements. Like. Uh, sponsorships yeah like those schools flourish because they are good at a sport do you think that's too yeah. much like i feel like it it shifts the purpose of college mm. like you're i don't think so uh, i don't I think, think so it, yeah i people go more for the quote-unquote college experience to those colleges often than like to necessarily get an education it um, like you when you look at what an education is really about, like especially at at the collegiate level, like if you're you go you don't go to, I mean like it really depends on the program. So like I'm not really you go for the experience, yeah. A you go to 
break out of your hometown, I guess would be a, a way to, to say. Well, even um, funding wise, though, that can dilute, you, you know, how money is spent uh, at a college instead of like putting it into the academic. Well, sometimes it, if it sometimes most of the time it does still bleed down to academics, but also to their separate budgets. Usually like the yeah. athletic budget is totally, totally separate from um, academics period. Well, part part of the thing is I'm not sure that we should even have such high level sports attached to college mm. colleges. Mm. Like I think it should be a separate thing if you're going to have a transition between professional. Well, now that we have NIL, that that totally that changes all that changes everything. Yeah, goes to name and name and name and image likeness so now college players can make money off of their name image or likeness um so it becomes more now it becomes more like what you're suggesting like a semi-pro well you're talking about like in europe uh sports are kind of separated from the school system you have clubs or whatever oh there's like there's a process to get to professional if you want instead of you, you know forcing them to try to attend college like and go to classes when what they're really there for is like just to try to do sports and try to get professional. Well, there, there are a lot of kids that are able to go to college based sure. on the fact because that they, they play a sport. Oh, sure. You know, which but is, it, which it, is good. It <laughs> is good. good. And uh, the demands of the sport make it hard to do both. Oh yeah! Um, oh yeah! Being a student athlete is not fun. I think you should have those opportunities for kids, you you know, that don't have the have the means, and still be able to have them to go. But like, I feel feel the sport splits too much from like the purpose of the intention of the institution. Mm, And I think I get behind what you're saying. Yeah, I think it'd be better if it was its own thing. Its own. Its own thing. thing. I think if like. (laughs) I think if you're choosing a university for its sports culture, you got to reevaluate why you're going to university. Well, I mean, why the, you're name going and, to the, university, the name and likeness right? thing wouldn't even have been an issue if it wasn't attached to colleges, because you would have your own separate thing, mm-hmm. whether it was yeah. just like uh, a semi-pro or or whatever stage you know in between. Yeah, the name and image likeness was a. a a bargain. It's a fight for the uh, longest. You can't, time. yeah, because uh, colleges made so much money off of college athletes, mm-hmm. um, not just while they were there, but after. And I think um, they would have lost the case eventually. So I think the NCA, instead of losing a lot of money, uh, were like, "Well, we that. won't pay you." <laughs> But if other people, because mm. before they couldn't, they couldn't have like local businesses pay students. So it's like, instead of us paying you, you can find contract deals and make however money you want. I mean, Archie Manning's making $5 million. Yeah. yeah and he hasn't even started college yet. $5 million. Yeah. He started this year. He's a freshman. He started now. this year. Yeah. Okay. He's a freshman yeah. now at Texas. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't played yet because Texas actually has a pretty decent quarterback right now. Um, but. Five million dollars, I believe. It's at least it's at least a couple million. I thought I read five, but by the time he leaves college, he'll already make millions upon millions of dollars, and I'm I'm cool with that. But like, um, because I know I know college athletes are supposed to be there to get an education, but 
I also know yeah. <laughs> that the uh, I also know that um, there are certain special athletes who go to college and they and you know they're not graduating. Yeah, yeah, I'm not moving on. I mean, like it's yeah. it's it's the whole thing with Kentucky freshman basketball players. You know, it's like one, yeah, they, you go they to Kentucky for a year. Done. Yeah. yeah, if you if you if you are a senior, yeah, on Kentucky's basketball team, you're not good. You're not good. <laughs> you're not good. Or you're like the eighth man, yeah, or something. Like maybe you really wanted that kind Kentucky education. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you really wanted it bad. Uh, but it's it's an interesting debate. I. <sighs> I just, yeah, I think at the end of the day, if you're choosing the college you're going to, and you're not the athlete, if you're the athlete, I guess go yeah, but like, name where you want to I mean, go Can play. you name a school that has a, one of the top, I don't know, quote unquote, top uh, sports cultures that isn't still a top university? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Arizona State. <laughs> Arizona State is yeah Arizona, Arizona State. State I, I mean I, I again there are a lot of smart people that I know who went to Arizona State I am yeah. not trying to but I applied there and it the application itself uh, took me a commercial break. Do you have a pulse? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Like it, the uh, it was again. It I don't want to make it sound like it was like. A joke because I'm sure there's people who tried really hard to get an ASU. That's fine, but they're not known for their uh, rigor. To but if get you, but if, you, but <laughs> it's if a you very look, large school, they accept a lot of people, and maybe that's their thing. Maybe that's their thing. Like we accept a lot of people. If you look at its program, though, it's still probably a good. Oh program. yeah, no, there are decent programs, and there's a lot of smart people who have come out of there. I know a lot of brilliant people, and um, but it's not known for its academics. I mean, I would say. Uh, there's a number of SEC schools that are not known for their academics either. And I think like they're not this, known, but they're still going to be the top university in that state. I still think it's like, like Madison. Yeah, maybe. Madison might not be the top. You know, you don't, your best students maybe aren't going to Madison all the time, but Madison is the top university in the state. Going going back right. to muffins. Yeah, going back you. to muffins. Muffins. Go ahead. <laughs> muffins. I feel this is the reason why I mentioned the muffins is because this is just like the muffin issue. You've gone into the cupcake territory instead of being the muffins. Like a mm. university that's like goal and purpose should be primarily Educate. education. Yeah. And yeah. that should like always be front and center. And a lot of them that that's not at all. There's also yeah. a lot of there's also a lot of colleges and universities. Yeah. So like well, it's yeah, really tons. very yeah. diluted. Right. And they're they're probably realistically just like restaurants there probably shouldn't be like sure you know like the restaurant business is cutthroat it's really hard yeah sure to yeah. have a successful restaurant they pop up and fall down all the time um i don't know how many restaurants have been at that place across from the airport oh yeah like, oh yeah yeah the, the food there's <laughs> i hope yeah yeah really it's always packed i really want whenever go. i drive past it's there's good. always a lot of cars that's good. Mean, that's good i hope it there's survives. been over the years, there's been so many different people. I've only lived here for there. four years, and it's been four different restaurants. Yeah. So, so like, <laughs> there was also COVID in there. There was, yes. But. Uh, yeah, maybe you just slim down on the amount of colleges because you know not all of them can make mm-hmm. it. But like, I think that the focus should still be primarily education, not like. Oh yeah, I agree. You know, well, not everybody needs the four year 
No. College and deal. Now we're getting into really yeah. spicy territory can, about like who belongs in a four year age. Oh, I don't disagree. If yeah. you like have to like really think about, you, you know, like if education ends up being the primary focus of what a college is instead of all this other hoopla, you know, maybe two year technical is actually what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Versus being like, I'm kind of on the fence. But, you know, I really want to go have that college football experience of all that, you know, the people there. Yeah. Yeah. There's just you, so much hoopla put into, like, yeah, focus put into the sports yeah. versus what the essence of what the university should be, which is, you know, education, its primary yep. purpose. Yeah. You could do a one-year apprenticeship program and make more money than somebody who went to school for four years to get in. Arts right. degree or I also think you know, too that teaching degree for sure. <laughs> I personally think that there's a lot That's of more about passion. Yeah. I also personally think that there's too many majors in colleges. Sure. Sure. That's just my own spicy take of the day. Sure. I think there's a lot of things that I'm like, Go ahead, where would you cut? Um, what's not a real major, John? What's not a real major? Yeah. What are you gonna cut? Um, okay. Well, I'll tell you that at UW-Madison, every single football player that thinks they're going to go pro majors in agricultural communications. <laughs> that is what it is called. Do you learn to speak cow? No. Do you want to know what it is? Go ahead. I don't know. Because I've asked people, I'm like, what, what, what is that going to do? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> every football player that I knew that at Madison that was going to go pro they just say, and just do this one. I knew one person who actually seriously majored in that. Yeah. She also double majored in something else. <laughs> it was like business. And then she was like, she grew up on a farm. So she was like, oh, I might as well do this. So she added it on. And I asked her, I was like, what is it? And she's like, I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't. She's, I was like, what are you going to? She's like, well, I'm going to do this business, but I'm, I don't know. I don't know what I would do with it. Look it up. Agricultural communications at UW Madison. It's it's the ongoing joke. If you major in that, you are a uh, you're going to be there for three years because yeah. uh, you are going to go to the, the NFL. No yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Just my spicy take of the day. There's a lot of things out there that are like I don't know what that means. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what. Certainly, I don't know. there needs to be like sometimes a better transition especially with the professors yeah with the courses you're taking like the show where do you take this degree and go with it yeah or like what are your, what are your options or like how do you market yourself afterwards yeah yeah i think there's i think don't get me wrong i think it's great to have a variety of class material like i think it's it's very cool like i loved taking a lot of gen eds that were like i don't know what this is i'm just gonna take it cool that was fun but like major in that i mean <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about that like i don't know i think it's yeah. maybe yeah. we're speaking from a from a privileged standpoint that yeah, we maybe. went to school and we got degrees in stem and well you and me john we got degrees in stem well so you got a bio, biology degree yeah bio yeah um we have degrees in stem and we have jobs, not pointless. so like it's you know no, we have jobs. Is not. Philosophy is also not pointless. It's not. No. I didn't say it was not pointless, but we're saying that I'm just saying that we have degrees and jobs related to our fields that we went into. Oh, I do oh, not. Yeah. yeah. So like 
when you when you look at when you look at the degree that you have and what you studied, yeah, that's fair. Does that correlate then to having a degree that yeah, is probably. related to the to the coursework that yeah, you did? Probably. Not that you like have to, because yeah. Brandon, I think yeah. what you're doing is a phenomenal work of mercy, right? But I went to school for mathematics. I taught math, and I work in analytics. Yeah, no, I am. John, I am speaking of like pre med, and now you're a yeah. nurse. So like it, you know. Well, no, I went in nursing. Is I mean, is that kind? Of, is that kind of the goal? Like, should you be, should you be like really going hard into the thing that yeah. you really, you really want to learn and participate in? Cut down college for two years, like buy two I, years, and then go into not, what you want to go into. Not entirely sure about that because I don't think me taking history of art helped me in any way, shape, or form. Because I went to that class three times, got to be plus an hour memorizing. Part of, part of those so classes, what was the purpose of me taking that class? Yeah, part of those right. yeah. those things is trying to make you more well-rounded. Like you mm-hmm. have experience, like my mom wanting me to do something in music, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like, you need to do something at high school in music, band or choir. And it, it was not because like music is like going to help me get a better job or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because... She felt music is important to being yeah. a well-rounded individual because of how how significant music is to the human person uh, in all the different ways, and to be able to appreciate it better, mm-hmm. you know, actively participate in it. And so, like your your class may not have been a good class. For it that. was not, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. But a, did I need class. to take a class for it? Like. Should there instead be programs where you can mm. participate in that well-roundedness actively instead of spending, well, I, I don't know, 10, 12 of my classes that I don't care about. Were you forced to take an about. art class or did you have like a wide variety of like gen eds for your well-roundedness and you picked that one? There was a wide variety, okay, but well also then, like... Was that more of a... You making a bad choice in the class? No, then? because it, you still had to take a certain number of credits from like an arts program and i don't play any instruments Mm -hmm. and i don't know anything about music Mm -hmm. so like i couldn't do music theory because i didn't know music so like i couldn't get into class i don't play an instrument so i couldn't get into those classes so like it was then like arts for me Mm -hmm. so i took history of art so i was like okay this is what this is what i have to do um and if I didn't find any benefit in it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I I see both points. Of maybe life. that's just because I'm an idiot and I didn't like go to the <laughs> class and try. But also like at the same time classes, you said you went to three? I went I semester. I don't remember. I don't remember like a lot of stuff. But when you're when you're a senior and I was taking my my very high level What was this senior year? Yeah, I was a senior. Oh, I so I was taking think... my four hundred level mathematics courses yeah. that are taking me hours of work outside of the classroom. I'm taking my high level education classes. I'm prepare. I'm doing all my practicum hours for that. I'm doing. I'm getting ready for student teaching. Like the last thing in my mind is this art history class. I definitely think junior and senior year should be focused on what you're you're primarily like going for at that point but right like but you have freshman, to take you have to take all these other gen eds that like there's only there's no other place to put them okay well i mean like 
for in your case. But I, I think like having those things for like freshman, sophomore year is fine. Like Right. But um, when you have more than you can fit in your freshman, sophomore year. Well, yeah, that's a problem. problem with yeah. the requirements. Like right. it's just yeah. too too many gen ed requirements at that point. For but sure. like I still think it's important for like being part of part of like the goal of the university is to have a bit more educationally well-rounded person, not just specifically in whatever you're going there for your major because um, it helps you be able to approach things better. Like if you just went for math and you don't know too much about like something like economics can help a little bit more or like mm-hmm. business or something else you might, or it might help you enjoy life. Like taking art class can help you appreciate the beauty in, of art and find God in that respect. Um, or like I may not have taken a philosophy course if I wasn't like mm-hmm. forced to, you know, forced to, which actually made me realize like, wow, this is amazing. Um, but then like, is a two year program then not like well, the thing then? Because then you'd only be taking the classes that you classes quote unquote that you need to be an apprentice well, or to get your certification with like if you turn like a university into just a two years like i think if you're going to do like something with an apprenticeship or like a technical uh that's more directly to what you're going sure. for but like a a university where you're going for a major uh i think it's important to have a little bit of buffer where you touch a lot of things to really kind of determine this is what you want to do sure i like um, that which so like i don't know if you can do that if you push it all into two years because then then you you're determined before you get there you're automatically going for this and 18 year olds 19 year olds depending on your birthdays no matter what they tell you they don't know much of anything especially in what they really want and in life and so like to make them choose you've got two years this is your this is the major you, you are automatically committing to and hope you like your choice. Right. Yeah. Also it depends if you want your career to be a large part of your life. Like you might you might be like, Yeah, I wanna do a one year or two year program to be a plumber. Like I'm good at doing plumbing, I don't mind doing plumbing, but like I that's my paycheck and then I do my hobbies is is my life. Whereas, you know, I don't mind my job. But my job is in my life. So, like, when you talk You're about just using it as a means to an end, r- right? So, like, I I have to work, so I work. That's my job, but like, that's not my entire life. Mm-hmm. So, like, that i that idea of like, um, of going to figure out what you're gonna do with the rest of your life. You know, is is your career gonna be a huge part of your life or? Is it going to be the way that you make money? I mean, it it because we all have to work for a living. By its description, it's like necessi- necessi- it's necessity. No, uh, uh, necessarily. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Necessarily a major part of your life because you're generally talking about, you know, what forty hours a week, plus or minus, you know, eight eight. <laughs> uh, so like it is automatically a significant portion of your life, whether you find meaning in what you do or not. Like if you're just doing it to get a paycheck, it is a significant portion of your mm-hmm. life. So like if you can actually do something that's not going to make you bash your head against the wall, like 
Especially yeah, but some some people today. might find that. I mean, like, you know, a lot it, of people. Some people have to do people have to do those jobs, though. Oh yeah, sure. So like, if you but really it's like, like, you shouldn't be forced to do it, or like feel forced to do it just because you don't have, feel like you have any other option. Yeah. You know, having more time at college lets you kind of make a better choice. Yeah, but you still have options outside beyond that. Like, I went to school for four years for teaching. I don't teach anymore. Yeah, you don't. Like, the transition was really easy for me. Yeah. I didn't have to go back to school. I wasn't like, I was locked into teaching. Yeah, I was locked into teaching. I had to teach. It was, that was, that's what I went to school for. But, like, I can make the transition later if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. These are all really great ideas. Um, Brandon, you win. The longest episode oh. of forever. Uh, we're coming up on three hours here, which we kind of expected. Closing yeah. thoughts. Um, tradition, cheeseburger. Uh, muffin, <laughs> not not cupcakes. Um, and uh, holidays. Learn, feast, learn, to, feast learn to fast so you can feast. Fasting. Learn to fast yeah. so you can feast. All good things. Stop drinking your PSLs on August 29th. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining it for the rest of us. <laughs> All right. Um, right. End of stuff. If you want to be like Brandon, um, you do not have to go three hours. We went three hours because Brandon is a joy to talk to. And we know Brandon very well. Um, you can come for an hour. You can come for an hour and a half. Uh, you don't have to come for three hours. But if you would like to be like Brandon, you can... Um, Either find John or I at some place in time. We're always kind of around the parish. Uh, you can also email us at humblyspeakingpod at gmail.com. You can also contact the parish office. They'll get a hold of us somehow. Um, there are a lot of people that come into the parish office. They're just like, come in. But I call. So if it's easier for, easier for you to come into the parish office and say, hey, I want to be on that podcast, or call the parish office and say, hey, I want to be on that podcast, they'll be able to contact us. My wife works for the parish. It'll be fine. Um, pray, please pray for us. Um, we are praying for you. I offered morning prayer today for everyone who listens to the to the podcast, and I uh, pray very often, at least weekly, for everyone that listens to the podcast and anyone's anyone that's ever been on the podcast. So please pray for us. We need your prayers. We are praying for you. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.